0: Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Many Lands campaign. I've brought you straight into the main screen where you can see all of the players as well. Good evening, chaps.
1: Oi, hoi, hoi. Oh, Hello.
0: Call us out of wares. Uh, yes, good evening, guys. Uh, we have, um, we will have Marta joining us uh, a bit later as well. She uh, has uh, she, uh, work got in the way, essentially, but she'll be uh, she'll be on late. Uh, but she will be joining us later on. Um, so today is our last many land session of 2021 because you know the holidays are coming and we do this every two weeks and in two weeks from now would be the 23rd of december which is just unreasonably close to the festive period so uh with that in mind uh we uh and also because today is a milestone session it's session 80 today uh of the campaign yes we've been going for that long <laughs> we're at session 80. Uh, so next year, hopefully, we'll close in on the big hundo. Uh, maybe even finish the campaign. Who knows? We shall see. Uh, one thing's for sure. I'm very happy to.
2: I'm very happy, Jack, that you've confirmed that the my count of the session numbers is correct. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like I, 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 because because I didn't take notes last time on account of not being able to see. Um, yes. I, I was like today. I was like, right, it's session eighty, and then I went, is it though? And the answer is yes.
0: But is it session eighty? I feel that perhaps yes it is session 80 but perhaps we perceive things differently you know in our hearts maybe it only feels like session 51 Uh, anyway um, (laughs) it is session 80 today uh, and in fact um, it's also kind of a milestone because I think our investigation with our heroes is about to begin really Um, they've obviously had their introduction into uh, the Dragonborn Kingdom sort of a trial by fire really or trial of seven deaths as it turned out um, but now sort of you guys now have free reign over the city with your newsfound celebrity status and this should be uh, very interesting when we get into it to see uh, where you guys start uh, where, you, where you look to move next. But we'll cover a bit more of that in the recap of course that's coming up momentarily. Before that, I've got a couple of shameless plugs for you. Shameless, shameless plug. plug. So the first uh, shameless plug tonight, is for uh, is for our good friends at Roll for Mischief Uh, now you may those of you who've been ah it's come up right on cue on the notice board here we have uh a we have advertising role for mischief our friends at that because uh they do their D campaign tuesday nights from 8 p.m here on twitch uh, it's at twitch.tv slash role for mischief uh they're also one of our recommended channels so you'll find them on twitch um under our recommended channels you click on them to go and find them and i'm hyping them up so much because next tuesday is the finale of their campaign for this uh, for this year. Their characters are all level twenty, and it's like it's the culmination of everything that they're that they've been working towards for the last. I think it's two. I think it's like two years for them as well. But they they uh, stream weekly, um, so a very exciting chapter for them. And of course, this means that next year they'll be coming back with a brand new campaign. So if you're new to uh, roll for mischief and you're not going to understand what's going to be going on on tuesday night by all means i would recommend following them now so that then you'll be first to know when they start their new campaign and you can start afresh i I mean for me personally with uh some other um uh ttrpg campaigns that i try to watch online you can get mired in like if you're so far behind on sessions and so coming in right at the beginning of a new one is always a great time to do that so props to uh, roll for mischief go and follow them if you're not already on twitch i think they're also on youtube as well and they're also oh they are also podcasting and that leads on to my second shameless plug
1: shameless plug
0: now uh we also have our podcast where we upload all of our uh, sessions in audio format uh for your listening pleasure we hope Uh, also means that you can listen to us on the move wherever you are Uh, and in addition to that we have our um, podcast exclusive series Baldoa which uh, some of you may remember a while back I was uh, tooting the horn for because we uh, have a Patreon that we were using to uh, fund the artist to then make Baldoa into a art-filled YouTube uh, video for the sessions and we still have that Patreon up and running if you want to support please by all means uh, join our Patreon it really does uh, mean a lot f- not just for me but of course for Gerald Dareth art who does all of the uh, uh, all of the uh, the, the uh, I guess all of the situational art the encounter art uh, in uh, that uh, art filled series and of course uh, to the character art uh, which was uh, supplied by evil art uh, evil Al Loki uh, those are the two artists for that it's both very talented artists and so yeah if you join our patreon that really helps to fund them and what they do best as well speaking I'm um, speaking of Baldoa because our third session of Baldoa I have recorded it I'm just in the process of editing it now and I'm hoping hoping that now as things sort of slow down up to the festive break that I will have a bit of time to finally edit that all together and have that go up on our podcast channel uh, wherever you get your podcasts at uh, sliced in d6 uh, before the end of the year that is the hope if you're not already doing so Uh, Follow us on social media and I'll keep you uh, in the loop as to when that next episode of Baldoa comes out on podcast. By the way, um, Baldoa, unlike uh, the sessions here, are not live streamed sessions or anything like that. It's actually uh, my recounting of what happened in a more narrative format. So it's a lot shorter. It's more truncated. Uh, so you have uh, maybe 20-minute t- uh, uh, sessions, uh, episodes on podcast uh, rather than hours and hours of content. So it's real nice bite-sized chunks for you as well to listen to. So I think that's quite enough uh, shameless plugging of uh, Baldoa there. Shameless plug! And as I said, just because I slid it in there already, um, if you're not already, follow us on social media at uh, Slicing d 6 where we will uh, keep you in touch uh, with when that next episode of Baldoa drops on our podcast. And look, there it is as if by magic advertising Shameless plug. it's almost like I planned these notice boards even though they're on random they just come up with the right one <laughs> just when you need it now it's Malar uh, who's now level 7 and that is the last thing to mention before we start today we have um, updated how the uh, party levels so instead of individual XP it is party XP so everyone levels up together which means that Brukon is now level 7 and Neris is also now level 7 as well and we will continue with this format for the remaining of the campaign i think it just works a lot better especially when people miss out on sessions and stuff it means that you're all keeping up with each other it's just i think it just works better for everyone
2: yeah Brucon had just hit level seven before we'd oh! done that
0: <laughs> well you're even further into, the, into, into seven now, yeah yeah, like, yeah Brucon, Brucon went already. from
2: literally to having just attained level seven to over halfway to level eight um in, in the course of doing very little indeed which i am not in any way unhappy about
0: excellent good to hear it <laughs> uh, so guys uh without any further ado unless anyone has anything else to add if you have anything to add in the chat please do go ahead we do keep uh, keep track of the chat throughout the session as well and we like to engage with you guys uh when you engage with us uh, but anyway uh with all that out of the way let's jump in with tonight's session of the many lands campaign here on slice and dice and we are back uh now uh the eagle eyed amongst you will have noticed on that intro video that was our old intro video uh with dallas fleeting um which I, I i don't know what happened there technology i will um i will i will switch that up ahead of next time so we're back to the new and updated one maybe i'll make a new one for 2022 depending on where our those are is
3: responsible even though nothing happened something it, it something. may
0: or may not have had a different <laughs> intro video um we cannot confirm nor deny but um obviously if it is true uh then uh we will find those uh, responsible and uh will carry out uh you know a, a suitable uh uh punishment for for, for those who are involved if indeed it, it did happen we, we can't can anyway um <clears throat> let's uh <laughs> let's jump in with uh with tonight's session and a little recap for you of what happened last time in the many lands campaign Oh, the theme tune bit isn't working. Oh, great. I'll just have to play it. It, uh, I was just like, huh, I've got a hotkey for this. And typically it's now not working. So, (laughs) so. You you mm -hmm. checked all the other Mm -hmm. technical stuff. (laughs) I know I did. I spent extra time. (laughs) Just typical. There's got to be something that goes wrong. Otherwise, you know, it's it's just not, it's not our way, you know. Mm. Uh, And now I'm desperately trying to find where our uh, theme tune is on here.
3: Hey, to well, anyway, play a Game of Thrones theme now.
0: I've, I've, I, I can't find it. Great. Okay, in which case, let's have some other background music that's suitable for the Dragonborn Kingdom. As we recap what happens last time in the campaign. So, you guys, um, after exiting from your meeting with the king, we then caught up with Maris to find out that she's been doing some retail therapy to uh, get over the, uh, the seven deaths And just basically people constantly either wanting to kill her or abduct her or just, you know, other things like this that, you know, standard practice for some adventurers, but perhaps uh, Nerys has had disproportionate amount of that stuff happen to her over a very short period of time. It takes its toll. So uh, she went to the Silver District and met a... uh, Quite a salubrious and uh, extravagant uh, lizard folk, as it turned out, by the name of Forked Tongue, who uh, sold her two not one cape that she was looking for, but two a cloak of billowing and what is known as a cape of wrapping with its own uh, little box. Uh, so, once she uh, had bought the items and felt suitably uh, accomplished, she then rejoined the rest of the group. Back in the Bronze Sector as they were making their way over to meet with Malthazar Bolt Making a suitably dramatic entrance with the cl- Cloak of Billowing Which then advertises your presence very much to the populace We're very excited to see you Apart from uh, one particular kobold who saw this as an opportunity to steal Malar's candles from his pocket, However, he was caught red-handed and made an example of by both Malar and Neris Before being sent on his way you then continued on to uh, the gold, to the edge of the gold sector uh, by the Docklands Gate. You were told that that is where the office of Balthazar Bolt is. It is a place with a blue door. Brucon observed that there was some kind of shady drug deal happening outside and thought better of getting involved in it. Malar also observed this and thought better of not getting involved with this and shouted drugs very loudly, which caused them to disperse rather rapidly. Uh leaving only one of the dragonborn in this shady meeting left, who, as it turned out, was an undercover detective working for the enforcers by the name of Jip Gibraltar. Uh, he then immediately uh, went back into the uh, into the office building, which then, for those of you who hadn't yet spotted the blue door, then knew exactly which building to go to. Uh, you found that there was a sort of magical uh, enchantment of sorts on the door, with a voice of who goes there uh, to which you eventually uh, proclaimed that you were the pit champions and that uh, you should be allowed in that you had a meeting with Balthazar Bolt and you were allowed in and eventually uh, you got to so you got to observe some of the security measures in place uh, at the Enforcer's office you then taken up to Balthazar Bolt's own private office to discuss matters further and he revealed to you more of this plot that he had hinted at before um, it essentially he is being commissioned by the king for the enforcers answer directly to the king uh to investigate whether this assassination attempt on his life last year that may or may not have happened satire sorry um this assassination attempt on him uh last year by um uh, but we don't know who yet but was believed to be bureaucrant spies the king, however, has theories that it could have been an inside job by one of the members of the Dragon Council. Those the Dragon Council operates immediately under the king, and they are represented. Uh, they represent each of the major clans within Herthir and of course within Greater Richier itself. Um, each of those clans also have, um, has jurisdiction over a different sector of the city. Now you can see the lovely map from Incarnate on. Uh, the right-hand side of our display here on Twitch, and on YouTube, of course, we're watching on catch-up, and so you can observe there where all the different sectors are, each of them within the city, uh, are denoted color-wise by a dragon uh, or that the um, dragonborn were descended from, and that's how the clans sort of in Ritchie began. So a lot of this was explained to you uh, in the meeting with uh, Commander Bolt, and so... It has been tasked to you for his uh, detectives have still been uh, trying their best over the last year to gather information about each of the uh, major players, each of the members of the Dragon Council, to see who has a motive and who uh, has the uh, opportunity and the rest of it that uh, would lead them to trying to assassinate the king. They were unsuccessful, whoever it was, for instead the queen, the prince and the captain of the guards uh, unfortunately were slain by the poisoned wine. It was a poisoned uh, zesknik, which is a uh, which is a dragonborn uh, wine, quite a sweet wine that they have in the city, with gold flakes within it. Um, that was the weapon. And so, uh, you guys also offered your initial thoughts on this. There was some discussion. Malar suggested perhaps there could be a link between uh, the trouble in her there with these different clans and the trouble at the border between Burecrin and uh, Reachir. Burecrin being where you guys came from originally, where you were accused of being European spies when you were first taken to a chair. Bruchon also uh, suggested uh, that as well as the members of the Dragon Council, another suspect to look into would be the General of the Royal Guard, General Macklin Funch, uh, since she was supposed to be in charge of the security at the palace, which is where the assassination attempt took place, and so... There has to be some responsibility on her, her, her end. If not, perhaps she was even involved in this uh, in this assassination attempt. So those are the kind of the two su- main suggestions I pulled from your conversation um, that Bolt credited you with. You know, they could have some merit. He also offered motivations for each of uh, the clan leaders, each of the members of the Dragon uh, Council, as well as suggesting who. Perhaps is are, is his best agent And perhaps who are his worst agents uh, Those namely being Gip Gibraltar being one of his best agents And the worst being Flintlock and Skull who have been tasked uh, Together on one sector They were on the gold sector uh, Keeping an eye on The king's uh, Brother-in-law uh, who is now the heir To the throne um, His name being uh, of Clan Oryxdun So uh during this discussion, you guys also wanted to make sure that you weren't being overheard once Balthazar Bolt left the room and you had some privacy. Seth did uh, detect magic with his newfound skills gifted to him by, uh, by the voice, Tricia uh, and, um, and you noted that there was something on the desk that was magical. Uh, you threw it out of the room, this little pebble-like thing that looks small enough to fit in your ear that after discussions and when you left the room was revealed to in fact be what's known as a communications rock or com rock, which you can pop into your ear and when you press uh, press this item, when it's in your ear, you can cast message with it and you can speak directly uh, to Balthazar Bolt as well. Uh, any other, uh, Basically, you can speak to anyone else who has a com rock no matter what the distance, uh, but otherwise you can cast message using it. And this was given to Brucon, I think, who was the one who... Uh, uh, who seems most responsible or most interested in the item during that conversation. And that is where we pick things up today. So, so you guys, uh, I believe you're about to leave the Office of the Enforcers. Where was it that you wanted to go?
1: Stopping.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, what time of day is it?
0: Uh, so, it is um, early afternoon. At this point, um, it was a it was quite a remarkably uh, bright day uh, when you uh, came across to uh, to the offices. You've been here for a little while, but uh, as you depart, it is still uh, it is still quite bright out. The sun is shining, which is the probably the first time this has happened for you whilst being in your chair. It's normally a bit sort of grey and muggy here. Uh, so it's about as I said, early afternoon. So think like sort of two to three o'clock.
2: Uh, uh, i heard dk i heard uh, a cry of shopping from uh from the uh clerical
1: quarter there
0: yes uh, just
1: want some incense you want some oh, incense yeah. don't
0: you uh, okay does anyone else uh, uh, did, you, did you did anyone else want to get any anything in particular that you were after
2: just yeah i think uh, i think brookon might want to go and pick up some uh some natty threads uh, or whatever the Reachery equivalent of Natty Threads are, but let's. Fig- I think a bit, uh, he would probably um, do that as part of. Um, I, I, I think he would he would uh, happily park yeah, that yeah. for the. T- you know, he's got Natty Threads already, um, so it, it's not urgent.
0: It's probably a discussion he could have with Neris as well, because I'm sure she could hook him up with a with a particular vendor of uh, of interesting wares. Um, <laughs> So, uh, uh, so Mallar, if you're um, if you're discussing this with the party and that that's what you would like to do, could you make an investigation check for me, please? See if you can work out where would be the best place to get some It's Going to be
1: fourteen.
0: Fourteen is pretty good. With a fourteen, uh, you would so. Um, so you have observed, with, an, with your investigation check, throughout the time you've been uh, passing through her here thus far, you haven't really seen many religious buildings or um, buildings of significant religious iconography. Certainly nothing of the eight here. You do recall you have had, you have overheard a uh, discussion before um, that's, Open worship isn't really a thing in uh, Rashir. It, it seems uh, that it's it's more, much more a private affair. That being said, however, um, there is one building that caught your interest. Um, I'm just double checking which <laughs> which zone it is in. Don't want to send you to the wrong place. <laughs> Oh yes. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes. There's one great building that you have observed in the gold sector, in fact, as it goes, and you're on the edge of the gold sector as it is, um, that uh, uh, has, when you passed it, and this was actually, it was a long, uh, not far from the streets where you uh, found the very expensive hotel, as well as the bank, Golden Blacks, um, which you, you guys opened an account with, um, it had, you noted that it had seven Uh, uh, sort of dragon gargoyles if you like sort of around uh, its uh, second or third floor it was an old style building so the the conical shape but it had a ring with uh, with these dragon gargoyles on of different colors which you given your religious background and what little you know of the seven as they've been referred to you know that they are seven dragons of seven different colors so that that building would be the one possibly that you could get some incense from
1: please just just as a sidebar please don't tell me that Bureka and Rachea are at war with each other because they can't agree on the number of gods there are please don't let it be as dumb as that just, just saying.
0: same um, I mean <laughs> I, won't, I won't I think it's then.
2: I think it's more the the. I think it's more the two superpowers right next to each other thing that's the the, the, the big issue and then, also, you know, we hate each other because our grandparents hated each other because their grandparents hated each other.
0: Uh, there's certainly the cultural uh, clash in that the both sides think that they are the one true religion, but it's it's not a squabble over over a single digit because the gods the dragon gods are significantly different to the eight. that uh, it's It seems They're... unlikely that they have they've taken them from the same thing and reinterpreted them. Okay. They seem to be separate, uh, as far as you're aware.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll strut on into the the place and dangle some money in front of somebody and say, "Oh, now, hello. I'm uh, I'm oh, I'm in the in the market for some incense, if you please, sir, madam, boy, uh, there are the there's a, there is
0: a- there are a gaggle of uh, dragonborn in uh, long. Uh, robes when you enter uh, this particular building um, it is incredibly um, large and the grandeur of the place it feels it feels huge because it is one large room essentially very high ceilings there's no there's no second floor third floor you can you look up and you can see all the way up Marshall has found a new feature Ooh, that's a, that's a hell of a... Right oh, right. When I say
2: feature, place. I mean found a thing he can put in front of the... Right.
0: <laughs> nice filter. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so you get a, a sense of the scale here. You do observe either side of you when you enter that there are, um, there are staircases on the left and the right leading down, kind of curving around, following the curvature of uh, the building itself. Um, but on this floor, it seems relatively open there are various rugs on the floor but there's no seating as such um and there seems to be uh, a lack thereof of rugs in the very center of this room uh with it seems each of the small slits in the uh, uh in the walls which are meant to be windows of sorts letting the light in the light is angled so it's all aiming towards the center of this uh this very large room Uh, which has an altar at the very centre. Anyway, this gaggle of uh, hooded uh, dragonborn are uh, standing sort of near the doorway as you enter, and they're the ones that you address. One of them uh, turns around just to greet you. Uh, You can see how long the hood is, uh, that you can barely see their eyes uh, over it, but they have one, uh, a very long, very heavy-looking chain um, that's... extends down to possibly around their navel, and at their at the end is a pendant. Um, each one you observe has a different pendant, or at least a different colour pendant. But they are each of a uh, of one of the uh, dragon uh, uh, dragons sort of statuettes. Uh, this one has uh, a, a blue uh, dragon statuette, and turns to you, nods, and then starts speaking uh, to you. <laughs> comic right.
1: um okay hang on hang on hang on uh, come on all right hang on do I have any okay yeah sure yeah tongues, um... I believe yeah I'm gonna I've got the spell slots for it so I'll cast I'll cast tongues on myself okay can you hear me oh What's yes do hello you speak... Durkonek. I, uh, for the time being, I, yes, I, mm, uh, hello, uh, incense. Yes,
0: incense. Uh, by the way, is anyone else entering with Malar or is he on his own? The rest uh, of what, have you into, sorry, is it a shop or? Uh, it yes. appears to be some sort of religious building but it's in the gold district not far from the bank uh, and the the hotel that you guys visited uh, the last night
4: I'll go in with him
0: yeah his religion loves me okay Uh, (laughs) in which case um, Seth can you make a perception check for me can I take that going in with him no 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 it's too late oh a
4: 19
0: 19 all right uh we will come back to I, was, I will circle back to you Seth but you you are you have observed something here uh so Mallar, uh yes you uh sorry you had your question uh you were, did, sorry did you already ask about the insects I completely blanked. yeah I. I yeah it. cool uh so uh <laughs> so yes uh incense. yes yes we, we, we can Follow, follow me. Come, come, and beckons to Seth as well. Come, come, come. let's go. And the uh, two of you, so he leads you towards this uh, one of the sets of stairs heading down. Um, Seth, as you uh, start to, I, I, sorry, in fact, are you following this this one beckoning you downstairs with Mallah? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as you uh, start to follow, you. Uh, you see the other two uh, that were waiting at the near the entrance. They both turn around with a nineteen, you glimpse one of them, one of these dragonborns they turn around, the hooded dragonborn. It feels very familiar to you. you get, in fact, they look very much like another dragonborn hooded dragonborn that you met at the temple the... back in Hilberg. Uh, is it the
4: one that was in the prison cart with me? Yes. The part of the Moonrunners. Yes. I should actually tell her name. No, she hasn't. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you see her face, and, you, and okay. she, she sort of catches eyes with you for a moment, and then sort of turns away back to, to uh, what she was... To, to the other one who she's speaking with.
4: I'll... Does it it look
0: like she's leaving? No, it looks like she's staying there for the duration. Uh, I'll stick with Malar for now. Very good. So, as you guys uh, descend down this very long, swooping staircase, you uh, note that uh, that there isn't. it starts to get very dark. And uh, only occasional uh, sconces uh, down below here sort of light the way. It's uh, but as you get near the bottom of the stairs, you see how you see again that it's just as large this subterranean level as the one above you, uh, and it has uh, it is full this time. Unlike up top, it is full of very large stone crypts. Sort of wall-to-wall crypts all over the place here. Uh, it's dimly lit. Seth, you obviously, you've got dark vision. Malar, it's yeah, you're getting from the sconces. that You can see occasional uh, shadows of, of yes, these, these oblongs and whatnot. Sock of the guy.
4: If, if it looks so, like he's fun. like struggling with the light or starting to trip up, I'll be seeing I Elf and just like put a hand on his shoulder and help guide him if he needs to If he starts looking like he's struggling in the dim light. Old age I will do that to
1: people. I will pull out my continual flame torch and hit Seth with it. Just gently. <laughs> just uh, That's
4: not how you treat your seeing eye
1: Oh, Mr. Seth. I'm not that old. Only really 95. Yeah,
4: you just
0: had a birthday, an old one.
1: Noxodon's lived to like 400, it's not that old.
0: Yeah, he's barely a quarter of the way through his lifespan. Uh, as you pull out the continual flame uh, you then can see a lot clearer and yes it is this entire chamber full of uh, uh, yeah full of these uh, crypts full of these uh, (laughs) graves essentially Um, you're kind of at the bottom of the stairs and then sort of ushered along by uh, this dragonborn uh, priest who starts to feel a little bit more, um, seems to be more comfortable with your presence, uh, compared to upstairs, they're down here, so if you, um, is this your first time in
1: the Oh, yes, I, um, I came here with some friends, uh, we, um, are guests, if you will, of the king for the time being. Um, oh, uh, tell me, uh, do, do you uh, work here? Is this a religious establishment, sir?
0: Yes, this is the only religious uh, establishment left in in Retier, for there was a lot of dis- disagreements between who is the one all-powerful dragon dragon god, and um, it all all kinds of. War and battles have happened over the centuries. Uh, it is only from the formation of the kingdom that uh, the clans stopped fighting each other and uh, brought them all together. And so, the practice of uh, worship uh, has openly is uh, it is been frowned upon. Apart from here, for this this is the mausoleum. This is where we honor the dead in the n- in the light of all seven of the dragon gods. Yes, even, even Ushtag, you know, who is the most formidable and, I would say, the,
1: is not good, he's not good god. Oh, well, we you know, have gods of all manifestations and all aspects of uh, existence, back where I'm from, Declan, is, the, the heathen gods of the Eight, yes, Will we know of this. <coughs> Um, Malar uh,
4: I'm only understanding half this conversation because of the tongues and it just seems like the weirdest cleric drug deal <laughs> is, he,
1: is this guy trying to provoke me
0: or is this check. just him
1: being factual you know
0: make, make an inside check 11 it's hard to read part of I think part of what colours your view of this particular priest is the, the fact that he has the the blue uh, dragon statuette, which is a reminder of the blue sector and of Caladan Lambold, who was, in, who was incredibly confrontational with you guys and provocative. And so you kind of doubt yourself for a moment, wondering, is he actually being... Is he trying to p- press my buttons here? Or am I reading that into the conversation because of my previous experience with... Uh, another individual associated with the Blue Dragon. You know, is this their way, or you know, hard to read? He continues okay. anyway. We um, just yeah, just makes that offhand comment and then just con- continues on. So this is the only place for worship now open. Otherwise, everyone, people practice in their home, in the private. But uh, it is not, it is not done outside apart pattern here, so if you need them um, to look for uh, others' clerical stuff for your practices, this is the only place you could go. Seriously, this isn't a drug deal. You're saying this to Malo, presumably. Yeah. I just
4: didn't, sorry, just to be uh, a Sounds just like oh,
1: we're the only place you can go to if you need any more stuff come to us. Like no, this is instruct you. Oh, Mister Seth, hush
0: now. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people to come with you, the one you like least.
1: <laughs> um, it's all right.
0: Uh-huh. You, are, you have you have interest. You are interesting company, Pit Champions. It is long time since. One of your status has graced presence here at uh, the mausoleum. Not even the king has been here for a long time. Not since, uh, not even for the funeral of the, uh, the queen and the prince. Though they, I should say that they are not buried here.
1: Oh, uh, where are they buried? If not here, surely this is uh, most ostentatious uh, oh. ceremonial. I of oh, burial. We, we
0: we did ceremony yes we did we did much ceremony for to honor the dead but their bodies were take their bodies are kept within the palace they have to, their own um royal uh, crypt I think oh, king, well, that's... Uh, I, th- I th- it is strange though because most of the rest of the lineage they are you know kings of old they are all buried here it is the first time that they were not taken here. Um, we, in fact, we have not seen the king outside of the palace apart from celebrating you in over a year now.
1: Anyway. Well, yes, Well, when a, when a man loses his um, dependence, his lover, uh, it can do strange things to the mind. I'm sure he's just simply convalescing. Um, yes, thank you, that's, yes. Incense?
0: Yes, the incense He's over here. Um, and he kind of continues on to, um, it's actually at a, there's a, uh, a large, um, uh, stone, uh, it's kind of like a dresser almost, uh, but like, anyway, a series of shelves, uh, in a unit, uh, in a stone unit against the wall equidistant from both sets of uh, stairs as they sort of, it has a nice sort of pattern to it so uh, it seems all very symmetrical to these uh, to this kind of uh, this stone uh, furniture yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like in the very centre but at the back of the room if that makes sense, we can mind map that um, and upon it there are plenty of uh, accoutrements that would be used for funeral rites Mallow, you would recognise some of these anyway. Uh, some of the items they use, various herbs, uh, and uh, there's uh, some sensors and sure enough, there's also the incense uh, with it. Do you need they? You want sensor as well for incense, or you already have?
1: Oh, I no, I already have one of those. Thank you uh, very much.
0: How oh. much? How much do you need?
1: Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, I, um, and, uh, Dan pulls out his notes to check the conversion rate. Beep, boop, boop, calculate.
0: Uh, t- tell, you what, tell me how much it is in, in, in gold pieces and I can tell you what it is in giant gold
1: I stuff. want about 25 gold. Uh, yeah, 25.
0: 25 gold?
1: That no, let's fun. call it, let's, let's call it 50.
0: Uh, fifth. You want 50 gold? All right. Uh, 50 gold pieces worth, so that's in. Uh, yeah, in the bureaucrat yeah, conversion, because it's one of the bureaucrat, sorry, one of the dragonborn stuff, compared to four gold pieces, isn't it? So, it'd be one uh, dragon for four gold pieces. uh, So, four, six, ten, tw- twelve, so yeah, we'll say it's twelve Ruchiri dragons, I believe that's right. Sure. I will... Twelve um... of the what are they called? The bronze dragons, twelve bronze dragons i think that's all oh, right.
1: the other way around I, I will stump up the 12 bronze dragon actually what i'll do take out a fistful of, of these dragons and i'll count out 12 and then sort of just keep my numbers round i'll take three is there an alms box down here
0: uh you spotted some upstairs there aren't um i, I tell you, but, uh, but but it was a lot lighter upstairs so make a perception check for me while you've got your continual flame, see if you can see one
1: 23.
0: 23. Uh, yes, in fact, uh, there was one at, at... You notice there is one at the bottom of either sets of stairs.
1: Oh, okay. Just, just um, I will, I'll make the exchange, and on my as we're leaving, I will drop three bronze dragons into, into the, the Am's uh, box. box. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Uh, I know this works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Got to keep the gods and keep the gods sweet, right? Um, and, and the priesthood, in fact. Um, well, yeah. It is uh, very thankful for your contribution and, uh, and uh, go go now with the, the blessings of your, of your of your gods.
1: Oh yes, and uh, may the blessings of your gods be with you. And uh, <laughs> I'll say this under my breath. And also, blessings of the AQ heathen. (laughs) Um,
0: because this is Malar, can you make a, um... (laughs) Oh, quiet.
3: Can a giant elephant man be?
0: (laughs) Yes. Can you make a performance check for me, please?
1: performance? Okay. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, fellas. <laughs> it's
4: the
0: question if he if he succeeds, does he want to be heard? Well he said quietly under his breath, so I'm going to assume no, but you can of Ooh. course change your mind if that's
5: the case. Hey <laughs>
2: May, may the eight be with you. Oh, you see you now, start... what's funny about that to me is I saw your reaction there, DK, and it, and, it, and I assumed that you were kind of going, okay, this is this is all fine. There's not going to be a big issue here. You lied to me. You are better at lying <laughs> than your character.
0: Totally. Yeah. This is everything's This is fine. Building burns down. <laughs> um, as you uh, start up the stairs, Malar, clomp, 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 and you're hearing the echoing of this very large chamber. Um, as you, with each step, as you go up, and you, oh, and the blessings of, uh, of your gods upon you, and uh, as you go to say under your breath uh, about the uh, you and the uh, blessings of the aid upon you and the gods, uh, you do so consciously not opening your mouth too much. However, your nose <laughs> sort of works as a kind of uh, hole, like, so mo- a lot of the sound reverberates through your trunk against the wall as well and it starts echoing throughout the chamber as uh, Seth you uh, hear quite quite openly hear Malar say and blessings of the aid upon your heathen gods echoing throughout this chamber as you both leave
1: oh uh, the acoustics down here are incredible goodbye <laughs> and I'm I'm going, I'm going and i quickly grab, quickly I grab, up the stairs. <laughs> I grab I grab Seth by the back of his like the scruff of his neck and I'm like, Now go. Thank okay. you for the drug deal. Bye. <laughs> he he called your gods <laughs> heathen
2: first. There's absolutely no way Brucon can hear this exchange, but when Seth says, Thank you for the drug deal, Brucon outside kind of perks <laughs> up and sort of goes, something something I should be aware of you, I you kind of
0: instinctively reach for your pouch Brucon, where yeah. uh, you've still got that uh, fallen yeah. stardusted like mm, i don't know why I want this my, right now my narcotic senses are tingling <laughs> um yeah so you uh you hurry hurriedly make your way up the stairs guys um Seth you notice yep the drag the uh, dragonborn you're familiar with she's still there um, um hasn't really moved actually she has not been down there very long as we're going uh, up the stairs,
1: can I just ask Seth a quick question?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, Mr. Seth, uh, do you remember the king? Did he tell us exactly how his uh, wife and child died? Uh, I can't
4: really remember, can I make a history check, see if I can remember? Uh, yeah, sure.
0: Oh, 15 on the dice plus history. Oh, I actually have a plus one in that. Sixteen. Nice. Um, uh, you recall that um, that it was the uh, the queen and the prince who were. Uh, in fact, Balthazar Bolt told you, in fact, in the meeting earlier today, that uh, it was the the queen, the prince, and the captain of the royal guard of the time who were all poisoned in the assassination attempt against the king. Uh,
4: uh, they they were
0: poisoned, Mela.
4: Uh, with the royal guard as well so I, I think a new
1: one to play Timson's as well mm. uh, I, as we sort of get out to the top of the stairs like and everything opens up Malar will release Seth and sort of mm, uh, that's uh, most interesting Mr. Seth thank thank you thank you and Malar sort of wanders meanders off a bit in, in thought towards the door
0: okay uh, and unless uh, uh, unless the rest of you have been taking care of other business in the meantime. The rest of the group will be waiting will be there waiting for Mala as
2: you in um, the building. I mm-hmm. when I don't think so, but I just want can, can I can you remind me apologies yeah. about this but can you remind me whereabouts in her we are right now.
0: Oh, you're in the Gold District. Gold District? I'm in the
2: Gold District.
0: Okay. Gold sector, the interchangeable Go, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, district sector is fine. Um okay. Uh Cool. yeah no Brucon Bru- does not propose to um, uh, but Brukon has another thing he might be doing but he wouldn't be doing it in you know the middle of the afternoon this okay. is a clandestine skullduggery late at night kind of job
4: ah excellent uh, uh, when we get outside to the group uh, I'm just going to cast a quick detect magic to make sure there's nothing around us and then I'm going to pull the group into a little hard one Inside the building is one of the Moonrunners, the Dragonborn that we've met before. She, I can't really think of anything we'd need to ask, but she may have some information. Would it be worth talking to her? Do you think?
1: Oh, is there is there any risk that we're going to need a, an expeditious retreat from this capital back to back to Burecrin? She may be able no, to set we- it up for us.
2: No. well i would say that's a high i i think uh having an escape route um that isn't dependent on the uh the the royal family would be an excellent idea so um my answer to that would be yes
4: i don't know i don't want to uh kiss her off if she's working something secret in there so i'll send the message to her should we tell her to meet us somewhere if she's if she can or? Don't you,
2: um don't you um uh, nefarious types have some sort of uh, secret uh, language, a sort of uh, th- um, uh, what's the word I'm looking <laughs> for here? A sort of um, c- cut purses um, code that you can use to converse without other people. Um, I-, I, th- I seem to remember someone uh, telling me something like that over over drinks once. Or oh, uh, a
1: criminal cipher, if you will.
2: Yes.
4: There's there's nothing really like that, but I was gonna talk to her with. Uh message that while well, she's in there I just meant like do we want to talk to um, talk to her in the street is there something important we need to talk to her about or
2: should we just tell her to meet us later uh, meeting us later would be I tell you what actually do, um, uh, I, I was wondering about uh, Brookhorn leans in at this and does a kind of slightly under the voice thing, I was thinking about heading back to that uh, that tavern that we went to uh the other night uh malar possibly with a bit of um help from you uh just just to get some uh information from outside of the uh you know interested parties if you like also you know in my experience um uh the 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 coppers don't don't always uh necessarily know everything that's going on and uh having a having a line to uh, the underworld might be quite useful and it seems to me the moonrunners are pretty well connected in that uh, in that regard so um may- maybe uh, suggest that if they're um, interested in uh, exploring business opportunities we could uh, meet at i, I uh, briefly jump out of character brewcom wouldn't have forgotten but i have forgotten if we I, and i couldn't find in my notes if we ever the got name. The, the name of the tavern that we met uh, that we went to in the green sector that yes. one foggy night a little while back
0: yes that was the salasen inn
2: that so was it. Um, the, yeah. The green dragons, cool. The
0: green
2: Back in the moment. Um, yeah. Hi. So if you uh, if you could uh, if, if you could suggest that they might be uh, it might be worth their while meeting up in the Salison Inn uh, late this evening. Um, that that might be uh, that might be quite fortunate. Uh, Malar, would you be able to? Um, oh well, no, I suppose if she's a moon runner, she presumably would be able to speak in uh, good good honest Burequin.
0: I'm going to... Speaks the common
4: tongue. Grab, <laughs> I'm going to grab my medallion and point towards where she was in the building and say, cast message saying, good to see you again. Wasn't expecting to see you here. Uh, we'd like to speak to you later tonight to get some information, if possible, with the Moonrunners. Meet us at the Salatin Inn tonight. You can reply
0: to this message. Thank you. After a moment. <laughs> I was sent here by the Green One. We owe you a favor. You were told you need to... Might need to get out of... Out of uh, Rachear quickly. Yes, we can meet you.
4: Oh, send the message back Uh, thank you, currently we don't need an escape, we somehow went from spies to heroes but we have a habit of pissing everybody off so we may need to take you up on that thank you
0: yes, though you are celebrities here, that is interesting have fun with this at the Salasenian we shall see you take care
4: I'm going to turn up to the group. Cool. She's in. The Moonrunners say they owe us a favour, so they can help us. They can help us out and get us out if things go hairy and cheer.
2: Excellent. That's that's fantastic news. Well, uh, well done, uh, Seth. Good good spot. Right, shall we uh, shall we re- return to our quarters? I feel like we should probably have a chat about what we're going to do about um all of this. I don't
1: really think that I, uh
2: i'll brandish my incense coffee. didn't, didn't um, quite catch the start of that sorry dk yeah oh, well
1: oh, 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 i i think we have some options now I'll tap the incense uh oh, John, I you can have, explain uh, them yes let's let, back to the castle
4: obviously <laughs> yeah. Mallard's plan is to get high on some psychedelics and I hope yeah yeah that's revelation that's comes
2: that's, to us yep this that's, is- that's that's exactly what i was thinking um are we going back to, so the castle's where we've been um set up is it uh
0: no i no, thought we i room. thought we
2: i thought we weren't in the keep Rooms. no you're not right. you're in bronze right. allergy
0: yeah. is where you've, uh, yeah, you've been in
2: in the yeah that's it yeah cool okay well let's head back there cuz not being able to do magic would be a significant obstacle <laughs>
0: Let's cast <laughs> the spell. <laughs> yes, that, that, yep. that was exactly why you uh, decided not to, to stay in the palace, as I. Read. Exactly. Uh, so exactly. It's not going to take you too long to get back to Bronze Allergy from uh, the gold sector. Obviously, you've gone a bit uh, kind of deeper into the gold sector, sort of across the main thoroughfare, and um, to get to the, the mausoleum. Uh, but uh, but as you you know uh, as you make your way back through the streets there, um, you you observe the uh, the folk of the gold sector are much more of the uh, it seems to be the the elite the upper echelons the more uh, uh, yes the more established and uh, certainly uh, affluent individuals of uh, of the city seem to be here just judging by the way that they dress alone and of course by the prices that you are aware of pretty much everything in the gold sector is pretty pricey uh, thus far um, but even they seem to observe they bow respectfully to uh, to you and uh, and curtsy uh, al- alternating dependent on, on their whim uh, as they observe you, um, clearly even they have respect for the pit champions of uh, Herthia uh, as you go on your way and you do stick out, uh, you guys in this city um, as you make your way into the bronze sector um, the folk here are a bit more uh, used to to uh, to your sights now, having obviously observed you over the last day or so. Achoo. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, it's like it's gonna come out any moment now. I'm really sorry. Anyway.
4: I totally uh, thought Neris had arrived and fireballed us.
0: But you uh, could could be. You do also observe um, that the stark contrast as you cross the streets into the bronze sector from the gold sector you notice that yes there are many uh hard-working folks here busying themselves artisans and the like uh lots of industry you can see through windows people busying themselves with their daily jobs but in in addition to that you do also notice that there are a lot more um without work um who are sort of cluttering up street corners either uh the uh, the healthiest of which seem to be gathered in small groups whispering uh, to each other some dragonborn some lizard folk, some uh, some kobolds as well the worst of which you know in utter poverty um, that's uh, looking really malnourished and sort of on their last legs barely being able to sit up against the walls of certain buildings and as you uh, as you continue on um, who would be sort of in the lead of your group who, who what sort of marching order have we got here
1: yeah, Malar will be up front. He's got a wiggle on to get back.
2: Yeah, and he's and he's well equipped to um, muscle through crowds and is easy to s- spot in a crowd. So yeah, Mallar up front seems to make sense. Uh, then I guess, um, I mean Brucon's just. I, I I feel like Brucon's still just kind of like drinking in this interesting new place that he's never been to and doesn't know a whole lot about. So I uh, I, I don't see any issue with Brucon bringing up the uh, the rear guard.
3: Okay. Is that drinking in or drinking in?
2: Yes. <laughs> I, am, I am. I have no choice but to give you the mathematician's answer to that question. Excellent, oh, I love it. Only, only the odd mild nip at the hip flask, but it's happening for sure.
3: Brought to you oh, by mead. I guess the rest of you. Be oh,
2: in,
0: mead! In oh. Gotta love a bit of honey in your. Uh, there's in there's your some here.
3: shameless okay. buggery.
2: I hey. need to get some more
3: mead, sparkling mead as well. Like mead in a can. What? Oh my god! Snow in a it's, can. And it's the the sour one. I should, honestly, if I'd thought that I was going to be using the bright pink dice, I'd have got the bright pink can, which is the hibiscus flavour.
2: Hibiscus flavour mead. Mm-hmm. Marshall here drinking in the year 3021. My god. Where, 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 where are so you getting this from? Enough. Why isn't this a yeah, plug? Yeah, to oh, that, yeah, yeah speaking of shameless plug, plugs,
3: where's this? Uh, if you can read that, Gosnells. Gosnells, Gosnells yeah, London. Um, and, and, and you, and you sure can, can actually, order from. I'm sure the... they'll actually appreciate the plug because they seem to be like a small family business. Okay, excellent.
0: On. There's your shameless plug.
1: Yeah. SHAMELESS plug. Okay, invitation. well now
2: I'm very jealous of both my own player character, <laughs> of my own character, and of Marshall. Um, anyway, yeah, so, uh, Malar up front, Brucon in the back...
0: Yep, the rest in the middle.
2: Um, ...and everyone else clustered, uh, clustering other, for safety three. at the wheel.
0: For, for the sake of argument, I'll put Seth and Leobrin next to each other, with Nerys tucked in just behind you, because Nerys, uh Martyr isn't currently present, so I think that makes sense. Brucon at the right yep. back... And, uh, so yes, you all observe um, just the contrast between the affluent gold sector and the much less so hardworking but m- much more povid- uh, poverty-ridden uh, bronze sector. Um, Malar, uh at the front, uh, you would—what uh, so catches your eye in and amongst uh, some of these, uh, some of the beggars and, and uh, down-and-out types? Uh, one particular individual you can hear because um, tongues, of course, is, is up for an hour, isn't it? Um, yeah. So you be able to understand the Dragonborn uh, more. So you do hear a whimper coming from just to your right, uh, and you can see um, it looks like a, a rather tall uh, Dragonborn uh, in a trench coat of some variety, a hooded um, trench coat, um, prostrate on the floor. Um, you can't really see their face too well, but you can hear them certainly sort of cowering and uh, uh, and whimpering. Help, please, help. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I have. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah,
2: please, Clarence, give in to be, your good please, side. Please be careful here, though.
1: Okay. Give in to the light. Yeah, Malar, Malar is going over. Right.
4: All right.
2: Oh, the things I want you to do, but I can't tell you to do them because they're you, not me. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, hello there. So you observe, so the rest of you see Malar sort of deviate from the path off to the right, going towards uh, where this prostrate figure is, um, which is sort of um, uh, just within um, a sort of alleyway to one side of, this, of the main street. He doesn't you're not going far in they're not they're not that far into the alleyway um they were visible any enough any, that...
4: any, any magic around the
0: alleyway Detect magic uh, leobrin can you make a, a wisdom saving throw
3: A, a wisdom saving throw yes. i didn't do it i didn't do it why did you do this Seth
4: i didn't do it i did not how much stuff uh, was.
0: that is 12 twelve. Alright. Oh, uh in which case, Seth, when you do nothing. the detect magic, the orb is back hovering around Leobrin. Oh,
2: it is not a stealthy orb.
0: It's not with detect magic up.
2: <laughs> no. Oh right. Oh, okay. No, no. No, it, it wouldn't that, be it does give it, it is, away.
0: <laughs>
3: yes. It is invisible. Uh except when you detect it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, going to Aside from that. So talk, walking over there, a um, quick up. message
4: to I'm just gonna quick message to Leo. Leo, floating orbs around you again. Uh and,
3: and... whispering and response, what do I do?
4: Message again. Be cool, be cool. So these
0: two Leo not wanna stop to have this conversation. <laughs> Brucon are you? going to continue on with Malar see where he's going or are you going to stick with these two who are looking at each other but not saying anything which is quite disconcerting
2: Uh, before before I answer that question let me ask uh, let me answer your question by asking a question of my own the most polite thing Um, does Malar announce does Malar literally just kind of go no we're going over here now or does he kind of like turn and go hold on everyone is there any communication at all from Malar uh, about what's What he's up to right now?
1: I think he just pills off. He just he just just goes straight for it. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't think about it. He just he's there. He's there for it. Uh, And then Brucon.
2: I mean, because Seth is messaging Marshall, so Brucon doesn't doesn't overhear. Sorry. Yeah. Ad. Oh my god! (laughs) The fourth wall has just been shattered. Sorry. (laughs) Seth is
0: across the streams. Just.
2: The the, the, the the fictional and real worlds merge uh, seamlessly and become one, um, I uh, I tipsy sway. No, um, sorry, uh, Seth is messaging Leo, correct? So Brucon yes. also has no idea about the exchange going on there. He just sees them, s- so he sees Malar peel s- off with no warning and sees Seth and Leo suddenly kind of react in a, in a, in a, a sort of non sequitur kind of way.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you've got okay. Neres, I think the
2: very first thing Brucon does, does. I think the very first thing. Sorry, Jack. I spoke over you there.
0: No, I just said Neris is there, sighing and rolling her eyes and looking yeah, to you. Yeah, fair. Not really sure what to do. Yeah.
2: Okay. Very first thing Bru- uh, Brucon does then is you know three members of the group have suddenly started acting in an unexpected way. First thing Brucon does is a quick is his. Closest approximation of a quick Sherlock scan of the environment to see if there's any obvious explanation that they didn't already uh, jump out to him. So uh, first yeah. thing I'm going to do is make a perception check perception uh, and see, see what Brucon picks up. That is a 10. Uh,
0: you observe Malar is approaching a, a, figure, a tall dragon. It seems to be a dragonborn. Um, although you can't see much of their features other than quite a small claw. Uh, that's sticking out from right. one of the sleeves, uh, and they uh, have a, a hood obscuring their their facial features, prostrate on the ground in this uh, alleyway to one side. That's where Malar's heading. Gotcha. Uh, that is that is the most significant thing. Obviously, you know Leobrin and and what yeah, yeah. They're doing that. Yeah, that's
2: okay. I nice. think cool. Okay, I think Brucon kind of. Um, I think Brucon probably assumes that, although he doesn't get the details, he assumes you know, S- Seth and, and Leo being a bit odd, and P- Brucon was present for the, the previous thing around the sensor. The so I think he assumes that there's some kind of vaguely magical shenanigans going on there, yeah. which he immediately categorizes as not my problem. Um, yeah. uh, or no, yeah, that's not Everyone's my department. under
3: mind control, not my thing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's not my department, says Werner von Braun. Um, so what I think Brucon does is he follows Malar at a sh- a, 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 a a short distance. Um, so I think he sort of goes... And he also doesn't like follow directly behind Malar. Like, he kind of... Um, so, so you mentioned an alleyway. So what I think Brucon does is he kind of moves so that he can see Malar. Uh, and Malar is within sort of 20, 25 feet of uh, him um, I mean, we might as well make it forty feet, given Brucon's speed. Um, and uh, but he but he's not visible from the alleyway that that Malar is heading towards. He kind of like yeah. does a little flanking the style of thing. Like so he's kind of ready to rush in and and you know, and intercede if something goes on with Malar but isn't kind of like they're going. What's going on here, kids? Well, uh, that so I think you, is Brucon. So, so you
0: take in So you the surroundings. Uh, you observe what what uh, Malar's doing. What the others are doing and then you decide this is what i'm going to do i'm going to head over there and then i can keep an eye on malar without being observed by whatever's in the alleyway just in case there's a problem Like you make this plan in your head however before you move this has had time for malar's conversation to happen with this prostrate figure on the ground so uh so
2: malar is so Brucon is moving to that position as the conversation You're
0: turning to move you're just about to move as uh malar um You see this figure holding out uh holding out a claw like obviously uh wanting some some sort of arms for you from you uh what do you do
1: i stop like a foot and a half away from the arm mm-hmm. oh hello there sir i'm uh <clears throat> digging shade creek at the eight uh you seem to be in peril can i offer you some assistance
0: Oh no, Malar oh Shade Oh there, citizen.
1: What seems to be the trouble?
0: Oh no, Deacon Malar Shade Creek. You are the one who is in peril. Uh, the trench coat bursts open and three kobolds uh, spring <laughs> into <laughs> life.
2: Yep. yep, James absolutely one million percent called it.
0: <laughs> I gave wow. away the trench coat bit earlier, didn't uh, I? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I can't believe I was about that. Movie. They stand Frankly,
2: when lines, you mention actually. a shady looking person in a trench coat, it turns out to be three kobolds under there is the good option, the good outcome. Um, <laughs> the alternative is a heeeh, and then a, a, a flasher accosts Malar for no particular reason. <laughs> nah.
0: This is uh, I, uh, uh, worry, stranger, I, I, got I, some
3: I... nice goods for sale.
0: We had to have a Christmas treat in here for the, you know... <laughs> the... the last episode before the end of the year. So, yes, uh, they spring forth. They stand very proudly in a line, Malar. You can see they have very crude-looking short swords at their side. Uh, Each of them has studded leather armour, which you recognise, similar to the jacket, the studded leather jacket of the kobold dupe uh, pickpocket that you uh, humiliated earlier on In the in the bronze sector, none of these three, however, have a mohawk like that one. Um, But they do uh, seem to be, or consider themselves to be, uh, uh, sort of quite threatening looking. Uh, One of them has uh, kind of a uh, a spike through one eyebrow. Um, Just looks like a literal, like you know, a spike that you'd use for um, breaking rocks or whatever. It's just pierced through the eyebrow and sort of obscuring most of the eye because it's way too big for. Uh, for the size of the kobold another one uh is uh has quite has um spiky hair looks like they've put some kind of tar or something into it to, to make these rather long spikes whilst the third um is completely bald however they um uh they seem to have most of their teeth missing uh and instead uh have replaced them uh with metal fangs uh The first one, uh, they speak from left to right. The first one says, I am Komodo of the Crafty Crew, feared throughout the Dragonborn Kingdom. The second one says, I am Critter of the Crafty Crew, revered throughout the Dragonborn Kingdom. And the third one, the one without, uh, with the metal teeth, says, And I am Kevin of the Crafty Crew. (laughs) Scared throughout the Dragonborn kingdom, your money or your life, Deacon. And can then I they look up. respond to this. <laughs> yes, you can respond. They look up to you. <laughs> what do you say?
1: <laughs> I look at them, and I say, <laughs> "Oh, you would dare defy a man of the age? <laughs> Uh, and as I am sort of going through that, I'll cast so Yes. Guys go red, the ground shakes, and um, as I sort of get to Man of the uh, Eight, an ominous thunder sound happens above me.
2: Can yes. I briefly interject? As Malar is doing his thing, Brucon, yes. I, I think, you know, Bruchon knows enough to know that, he, you know, whatever it was Malar was um, going to take a look at is not something that's made him go oh man i'm horribly outclassed here but it has you know it, it, basically what i'm working my way towards is uh brookon kind of thinks ah i might be able to um get a little bit tricksy here um so what's the the, the building that brookon has gone toward you know close up to in order to yes. uh sort of back up malar off to the side uh can i get a very brief description
0: uh, of the building
2: in terms of its general yeah it's kind of dimensions and an appearance
0: okay um so what you've uh, backed up against it looks to be um from the smell it seems to be a baker's uh it's uh, a relatively uh, it's not of the old uh Riccieri style it's a, a newer sort of um utilitarian square um well sorry uh oblong building um it's uh it only seems to have one floor. Um, it appears to have a flat roof uh, above it. it. The roof is maybe 15 feet up. Um, okay. There are no windows on the side that you are on.
2: Okay. Are there any? Um, is there like a? Um, I'm getting a kind of somewhat kind of uh, Middle Eastern vibe out of the the whole kind of setup here. Is there like an awning? Sort of thing over the front of it to hide to shield people from the heat of the day or anything like. But okay, let me let me let me cut to the quicker bit here. Um, yes. H- h- how climbable does it look?
0: Ah, okay. Now that is a good question. Um, from this side, it doesn't look particularly climbable. It's relatively smooth stone. Um, however, um, you did know you do observe that there is a um, looks like some kind of pulley on the corner. Um, the the pulley system leading up to uh,
2: the roof oh Jack oh Christmas has come early um thank you so much for this gift uh yeah I mean Brookon you know uh what 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 red-blooded uh, adventurer of the monk class could resist a gift like this Brukon goes over to the pulley and uh he shimmy attempts to shimmy up it if he needs in order to shimmy up it he needs to um slash something and and you know ride the wave up and while all kinds of chaos unfolds uh beneath him he is more than happy to I do that but like Brukon's goal here impact. is to get to the top
0: yeah. Uh, so I would like you uh, on observing this uh, particular uh, piece of machinery. It's, it is a rudimentary kind of mechanical item. Um, I don't suppose you have any tool proficiencies that would be applicable to this. Um, so if that is the case, I would say uh, not
2: um, unless not unless. Somehow m- making beer out of anything uh, <laughs> a- a- around here is relevant in any way?
0: Unfortunately, not. But I, uh, I would say for this that you could, uh, I would say, yeah, dwarven stone cutting is really applicable. So yeah, it'd be an investigation check um, just to as you come up to it, just to observe it, just to see what if you can work out the easiest way to assail uh, using this system.
2: Okay. Flat roll for investigation. 14
0: 14 all right uh, with a 14 uh, yes you can 14 would be enough to observe that yes there um, if you were to slash the rope at a particular um, a particular point on it uh, in theory you should it should then release uh, the weight which would then pull you it sends you flying up if you were holding onto the corresponding end uh, which is dangling in front of you in a suit okay well let's
2: expression. do it yeah let's do it
0: click uh, so you draw your Short sword, I guess. Slash.
2: Yep, D- uh, dagger. Uh, th- th- this is this is a dagger job, and Brucon has plenty of plenty of daggers about his That's person. Right.
0: Whips out the dagger, slice. Uh, don't need to make you roll for that. Cut the rope. Whoop! Up you go. You need to make an acrobatics check.
2: Oh, I can do that.
0: Yes, you can. Go, monk. Go.
2: Ooh, okay, it's not a great roll, but uh, luckily a uh, pretty decent bonus gets me to a thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Okay, so fly up you uh, you what you didn't anticipate with a 14 was uh, how much me- momentum this thing would have launching you oh, yes. up uh uh yes. so it throws you flying up into the air you start somersaulting into the air and you're suddenly like ah this is, you can see the roof below you you reckon you're on the right trajectory to land on this flat roof but you think yeah this is gonna hurt um but you bring a feather falling I was, oh, I've, I've got i also have the ring of feather, ring feather falling so basically you won't take falling damage at any point but uh so that's good uh so you land. So you land with your your ring of feather falling activates and you land harmlessly on to the roof. And you receive some positive vibes from should be studying in the chat. Thank you, uh, should be studying. <coughs> oh, thank you, should be. As you as you floats down to the roof, Brucon, you observe that Mallah has walked into some kind of trap, and you observe yep. that there are there are several kobold uh, figures on the roof. Uh, there are two on your roof, and there appear to be oh. at least three on the opposite roof uh, on the other side of the Have they well. have
2: they spotted Brucon, or oh, are they yeah. are they completely focused on Malla Oh yeah, at least Excellent. Uh, the two on your roof
0: have definitely spotted you as you were catapulted oh. into the air and then okay. slowly floated down to the roof.
2: Okay, one more thing. On as okay. Brucon slowly floats down, just before he lands. He clicks his heels together and activates the boots of speed.
0: Okay. It's on. It's
2: on like Donkey Kong, baby. Love it. All right. It is at this point. I
4: love that Mallard's having a conversation, like, just threatening some kids. Me and Leo having a chat. You've entered a Bruce Lee Jackie Chan film.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Woo!
2: Sorry, that might have been a bit loud. But, um, yeah, absolutely. It's going to start raining kobolds in a second, if I have anything to say (laughs) about it.
0: Uh, so at this point uh um mallar um, you have done your thaumaturgy your voice has boomed out this will have alerted everyone including saphly obren and neris so they so now you all suddenly attention shifts to whatever to to uh, Malar now being accosted by three kobolds uh in who were previously in a trench coat um and uh, so you see this unfolding in front of you you also then see as the voice after the voice booms out all three of the kobolds suddenly drop their swords and just and just fall onto the floor like groveling like, like, please don't hurt us i'm sorry ah, they're all like they are very scared of malar we, we, we have bitten off more than mission
2: too uh can i just ask one other thing jack yeah um the crafty crew yes how many c's versus how many k's
0: uh, it's all k's
2: All gays, excellent, good. I'm glad.
0: I mean, you haven't seen it written yet, but just for um, just for trivia, uh, crafty crew is uh, K R A F T I K R U. Excellent. Yeah, man. So,
2: is there an an extremely uh, excessive umlaut over the U?
0: Um, No, (laughs) (laughs) they don't know what an umlaut is.
2: Okay, that's fine. Something, uh, something to hope for for the future.
0: Yes, there's something to build towards. Yes, for sure. Maybe the, you know, maybe the higher-ranking individuals in the Crafty Crew will have a new Who knows? Uh, all right. So now we're going to. I'm going to need you all to roll initiative, and I will also roll some initiative and make some notes. Okay, so anyone get 20 or above?
2: Oh, James. Oh, no. You rolled what? over a 20 in our hearts.
0: 15
2: to <laughs> 20. Oh, was that 15 to 20?
0: 15 to 20. Oh, Seth, uh, what's happening?
2: Oh, no. Uh, well, Brucon rolled a 15.
0: 15, lovely.
2: All right. I don't think it's possible for Seth to get lower than a 10.
0: Yeah, I think nine is the lowest set can get, right? Like oh, it is. Is it?
2: Oh, or is it? Oh 10? no! Uh,
0: mm. All right, uh, fifteen to ten.
5: Wait,
0: oh, what? How? <laughs> I rolled. I, I think that's
3: a natty. Yeah, that's a natty <laughs> one on the yeah, initiative okay. roll, right there. Then what's your modifier? Nine. Eight.
0: Well, it? Oh. Has to be nine. So nine is his. Yeah, <laughs> he's got nine. Oh, yeah,
2: ten to fifteen was the was the bracket we oh, were. Okay.
0: 15, Yes. Yeah. No, uh, fifth, okay, so ten to five. Uh, we've got nine for Seth. Nine. Leobrin, Oberyn What did you guys get?
3: I can tell you. I can tell you that two ones were rolled in this
2: initiative order. <laughs> oh good lord! I <laughs> got okay, okay, so so technically three. technically four because I rolled an eleven. Mallard got two. So I rolled two ones. <laughs> so one. uh,
0: so, so Mallard got two total. Um Oberyn, what you get total?
3: Oh, total. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, God. I got three total, so I beat Malar somehow.
0: <laughs> just, you all caught what? unawares what's going on here. Um, oh, I should roll for Nerys well, as well, I guess.
4: Um, me and Leo are having a conversation, so we were just sort of
0: not really paying attention. So I think our ones are two matching
3: Neres. for That's a
0: reason. Yeah. So Nerys is on four because I rolled a two. So <laughs> So... Oh, God. The, the spellcasters really are not having a great time today, are they? <laughs> yes, uh, Steph, sorry, that's, that's, that's a <laughs> <spell> <laughs> <cluster> surprisingly <laughs> effective trap.
3: Steph, this is what happens. You become a caster and your initiative drops.
0: <laughs> um, it's just so, because it was such a well-planned trap. We just were completely <laughs> unaware. So, uh... I need to switch cameras before we continue, because I have this set up ready to go and we haven't seen the combat camera for a while, but here it is, it's back. Uh one second. Um, come on, go camera, go.
1: <laughs> no Is it back?
0: It will be if <laughs> we're come on! Alright. I'll tell you what, at this at this juncture I'm gonna make a I'm gonna have a very quick break while I try and fix this. We'll be back. Very short all right we are back and uh ah that shouldn't be happening silence theme tune uh yes there we go there's the camera now you can see what's going on and uh we are we have rolled initiative we are into initiative so let's roll now um caught unawares not by the three in the alley in front of you uh malar but in fact uh caught unawares by the uh the folks on the roof that only Brucon has spotted, but uh, in this round Brucon is floating down onto the roof um, just just to keep us all kind of in sync with everything that's happening um, hey. the, uh, the kobolds on the roof, two at the front um, they go to uh, <clears throat> Uh, they, in uh, Brucan, you observe as you're floating down, that they don't, as as is pictured here, have uh, bows in their hands. Instead, actually, it looks like they are pushing a rather large um, assortment of uh, crates and barrels tied together with rope, and it looks like they are pushing them towards the edge of the roof, uh, which they, in fact. Do and you hear the creaking err, uh, and at the last moment, Malar, you, you see this uh, tight, this like tidal wave. I mean, as soon as wooden objects start coming down, sorry, yeah.
2: Just just to note that as soon as Brucon sees that, he would shout out, you know, he, yeah. he would, as soon as he clocked that, he would shout Oof. to Malar, <laughs> <laughs> Get the
0: saying.
2: hell out, get the hell
1: out of the way.
0: Uh, so, Malar, you look up at Brucon's warning to see. This uh, stuff about to fall on your head. You need to make a dexterity saving throw. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, 12.
0: 12. All right. With a 12, these are... They're only barrels and, and the like, and you are shouted at by, uh, by Brukon, so you have a bit of time to react. You try to move out of the way of this stuff as it falls down. 12 would be enough to halve the damage. So uh, you, instead of taking... I'll just tell you what the halved amount is. That's probably easier. Um, So uh, so you take 9 points of bludgeoning damage as uh, all of these crates and boxes smash down, some of them sort of clipping onto your shield. Uh, You take a few sort of on your back and uh, on your... Unfortunately, missing your head, but you you get some severe bruising from uh, from a lot of this stuff. And now all of the ground that you are in, and in fact, uh, sort of uh, within that part of the alleyway leading out, is now all difficult terrain as it's covered by these barrels and such. I'll just put a little token down for that. I think this is a little bit behind what can actually do, but uh, bear with anyway. Uh, so that's all difficult terrain in that zone now. Uh, that's those two. Uh, the two on the other, on the other roof observe, uh, Brukon, uh, coming down, but they also observe that there is a trap set, which they have, are, are, are literally springing as we speak. So they need to decide what to do. One of them decides to go for Brucon, whilst the other one decides to, uh, go for Malar in the trap down below. So, pulls out his short bow. And takes a shot uh, with advantage, because surprise round. And, uh, you know, in the trap, you haven't observed him yet. All right. uh... Does a 15 hit? No, it doesn't. 15 misses with advantage. So an arrow, suddenly streaks down and hits the wall uh, beside you, Malar. But fortunately, from dodging the barrels and stuff, you seem to also inadvertently dodge uh, that shot as well. Another one takes a shot at uh, the airborne Brucon. Uh, not quite a sitting duck, but uh, and at Brucon, you are actually. I would say you will It's a surprise round, but I think given the scenario, it's just gonna be a straight roll because you're descending. You know he's right. there. He knows you're there. I think straight roll seems fair. Sixteen will miss you as well. I'm pretty sure your ace is right. now like eighteen, isn't it? So, Correct. Uh, with your with your ton for out Whoa. anyway, whew, an arrow flies past you in the sky. I mean, in in
2: in all, f- it, I, I don't think Brucon does have his ton far out. But even without it out, sixteen still doesn't hit him.
0: Oh yeah, that's re- sorry. Yes, it, uh, fair enough. Yes, uh, even then it's seventeen, isn't it? So cool. um yep. This last one on the last roof uh, back here, uh, he or she—we're not sure of their gender yet—does um, not fire an arrow or anything like that. But instead. Summons three balls of fire. Uh, <laughs> where were, that was a that was a needlessly long pause there because I suddenly blanked for a moment uh, <laughs> and hurls them down uh, towards hur- hurls them down towards Mallar and the crates. Uh, so, in fact, no, you know what? He would send one at Brucon as well. Why not? He's got three. He's got three balls to play with. First ball of fire thrown at uh, Brucon, the scorching ray. This is a... Uh, this one? This one? Ah! Uh, Sixteen misses! Uh, so an a arrow and a fireball flies past you, causing those damage. Meanwhile, down below, the other two fl- flung at Malar and uh, the other items down there with advantage <laughs> the first ball of, uh, fireball misses Malar instead strikes uh, the um, some of the wooden crates down there which they seem to have been filled with something flammable because they immediately start igniting you can see straw and the like uh, down there <clears throat> and, the f- <laughs> and the final one 19 to hit Malar
1: 19 does hit
0: 19 does hit so you take 8 points of fire damage uh, from the, one of these scorching rays well at least he hit one I suppose uh, and yes in that so in that zone it's difficult terrain and it is starting to ignite so in you, uh, So at the beginning of your turn if you are inside that zone you are going to take some fire damage uh, sorry Marlon. Uh, anyway uh, uh, um, so that's their turn
2: I don't think you need to apologise for an incredibly obvious trap turning out to be a trap
0: <laughs> I'm sorry my plan worked <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright. <laughs> I'm sorry for what I do. Uh, it is, uh, Brukon's turn next. Um, this was the surprise round, though, so I'll say that, um, so you're no longer surprised, and you float down so you're now landed on the roof ready to go for the next turn. Oh, I, can, I can act as normal. Um... Uh, no, but no, because this is because this is the surprise round, and they
2: are ahead of you
0: in the initiative order. Oh no, no, that's right, because you you you're not surprised. Sorry, yes, of course, you can act normally. Yeah, you float. Splendid. Down, have your turn. Yeah.
2: So the two guys on the roof that I am, I have just uh, alighted upon. Yes. Um, you mentioned another trap that, that they they've done that. Have they, or is that I can see a spring thing? There is that. Is 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 there a trap? Ready to go off on there? uh,
0: No, that's just uh, part of the book. That's the ring. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. (laughs) 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 I was like, intriguing. There's some sort of Trebuchet configuration here. This could. um... Okay. Appears to be a
0: false wall right to the back here. Uh, What? What could this be? Uh, Yeah it's a set don't look at it don't look at it um
2: okay yeah the painted backdrop uh don't look at the painted backdrop um (laughs) we're on a budget here people uh okay so the two kobolds on the roof that i am on are armed with uh bows did you say
0: yeah
2: okay uh i well i mean Brucon's going to um zip up to uh, a position to the left of the one closest to to the right uh so basically he's going to move so he's in melee range of both of them okay yeah. okay and he's going to attack the one closest to the camera first okay uh so this will be plus seven. uh 18 18
0: hits they have an armor cool. class of 15.
2: Excellent. Uh, Brucon is going to spend a key point to do a stunning strike on that one. Alrighty. So, constitution saving throw, DC 14.
0: Uh, yep, yeah, coming up. 16 on the dice.
2: Yep, okay. Uh, second attack, uh, same target. Oh, well, hang on, let's roll damage. Oh, let's roll uh, so... Damage, yes. Uh, so, one D six plus four, damage for the first hit is uh, seven. Seven points of damage, nice. Actually, I probably need that again. Uh,
0: do then
2: uh, second? Uh, the second of his two main attacks, same target. Uh, sorry, uh, you you just said something. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I was just just flavouring that you clocked him in the face,
2: and he's a bit of blood. Go, cool. Carry on. Okay, uh, but he doesn't immediately go down. So okay. follow up attack. Uh, that is uh, what you said there. Armor class was fifteen, so that is a 15, miss, because yes. that was a fourteen. Um, uh, then Brucom will bonus action spend a key point flurry of blows, uh, another attack against Ooh. that first one. Ooh, Ooh. Okay. No, natty one. No. Um It stalled. It stalled on the rim of my dice tray, very annoyingly. Um, uh,
0: with a natural one, I would say that for this round, um, as you kind of whirl around to your flurry of blows in your haste, uh, the Tomfort slips from your hand. Uh, so that's now on the ground within five feet of you.
2: Uh, okay. Oh, you, haven't got it out.
0: you haven't got it out, have you? Sorry.
2: Um, yeah I d- don't have it out also that would have been an unarmed strike because monk bonus attack bonus action attacks are unarmed strikes
0: yeah no i i, I know that i, I it, was, it was more for the armor class uh, uh deficit of losing the tomfer but as you don't have it out um you did have a dagger so uh, from cutting the rope so we'll say that you dropped the dagger then
2: okay Brucon's down a dagger um okay and then the last attack i was hoping to have uh, landed a stunning strike on this guy, but hey ho, uh, oh there, oh man, okay, so that's uh, twenty six to hit. Yeah, um, yeah so is. one more key point for another stunning strike, and this guy takes uh, nine further points of bludgeoning damage.
0: Okay, with nine points of damage, he looks incredibly ropey at this point, um, on his last legs, and you have stunned him. Excellent.
2: Okay, uh, and with and with that, Brucon. When he does that, when Brucon connects for the second time uh, and sees the impact it has on this guy, he does the you know the <laughs> hits the hits the um, uh, the the nerve um, and freezes this guy up for a second. Looks at the other one and says, "Are you absolutely sure you want to go through with this? I'm going to give you, uh, you you get one uh, op- you get one Mulligan on this one, uh, but that but but doesn- can't wait for a reply. That's Brucon's turn.
0: Excellent." Uh... After Brucon, it is Seth. Uh, so to pull back uh, the camera a little bit, Seth, you're just, just back here. How far away am I? Uh, so you're uh, uh, from 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 what? Far away from what? Uh, someone to kill. Uh, the three by by Mallar. So the three by, Mar- Ma- Le- by Malar by Mallar are cowering on the floor. Um, uh, they're not attacking. all drop their uh... weapons. Uh, but you would have observed the two on the roof who've just pushed down all those crates Um, obviously uh, they are up a building about 15 feet up
4: yeah I don't don't want to attack the cowering kobolds that
0: slightly crawl that's too dark Um, cool can I see so can I see one on the roof yeah you can see two
4: cool I'm going to cast Hex on oh, one
0: of them. Uh, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so I am so sorry. Um, I've completely cocked up because uh, this was the surprise round. So this round, to you, so you'll no now load no longer surprised. But that is the end of your your turn. So sorry, sorry, Seth. We'll come back to you. I'm really sorry. I, I completely messed that up. Then nearest, then Leo, then Mallar. None of you are surprised anymore. None of you are surprised about what's going on here. So, so I'm so sorry, James. But keep park that for <laughs> your next turn. Ah, wait. Sorry. Okay. Um, so that means we go all the way around uh, to the top of the board. Uh, the three in the uh, in the street are still cowering before you, Um They have not moved. They aren't armed, but they are. They're sort of. You hear them begging pathetically for their lives. Oh, we're sorry. We're so sorry. Um, and. It's, uh, so it's then the guys on the roof, again, it's their turn. So the ones who have pushed down um, the uh, barrels and stuff then whip out their short bows and uh, observe... Well, they would they would definitely see the three of you, uh, you uh, spellcaster-y types, you sorcerers, warlocky types hanging around the street. Um, but they also can see their quarry malar in the fire. Um... So yeah, they, they they will go with the majority, and they will keep attacking Malar, so they will have their short bows. <laughs> uh, first one is, uh, 20. that's a 23 to hit on Malar, which is a hit, uh, you take from that, ooh. Ah, Sorry, you take 12 points of piercing damage from single shortbow arrows, it flies down at you, then the second one shoots. And misses completely. Um, in, in fact, um, the arrow strikes. Uh, it barely misses one of the Caroline Kobolds, Actually, this last arrow. Um,
2: These guys should consider changing their name from Crafty Crew to Keystone Cops.
0: <laughs> Lovely, love it. Uh, the uh, the two facing um, facing Brucon, one of them is stunned. Which I need to yep. now remind myself of what that in- what that would entail if he was to attack. Can't,
2: can't do attack. anything.
0: We can't do anything until the end of your next turn, right?
2: End of my next turn. Yep.
5: Coo-coo-coo.
0: Uh, but one of them isn't stunned. The one that isn't stunned is going to drop his short bow and instead pull out his pull out his short sword and go for you. Ooh, that's a nine, t- a, a natural nineteen on the dice. Um, okay, that's well that's definitely, Ooh, that's definitely a hit. That's uh, definitely a hit. One very quick thing, I just need to double check. This goddamn conditions come here.
2: <laughs> come here.
0: Ah, right. Uh, Sun is, yeah, yeah. So, because he's incapacitated, he doesn't offer any sort of bonus, uh, such no. as, you know, pack uh, tactics. Pack tactics him, stuff, yeah, AI. yeah. So it's, and means there's no sneak attack uh, because of that, also. So instead of uh, some sneak attack damage, you just take six points of piercing damage from this short sword that thrusts into you. And then, and he does this sort of like with a shaking claw as you say, Oh, you really want to do this? He goes, and like just looks, just stabs you, and then just kind of looks up, terrified into your eyes, and immediately lets go of the sword that's now protruding out of you.
2: Thank you. Now I have a sword. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. What an exchange. <laughs> uh, that's him, uh, and then that—that's all of the kobolds, other than the uh, the one who threw the uh, fireballs, the, the scorching ray. However, it's not his turn yet. He's actually further down the order, but I messed up last time. So Brucon, it's now your turn. Okay.
2: Okay, first thing Brucon's going to do, he's going to uh, throw one more attack on the stunned guy. Uh, he will be pulling his punches on this, so if he deals lethal, lethal damage, he will pull back and, and instead... Yeah. Uh, so roll with advantage. Uh, okay. Ooh. Um, not a great roll, but still a 16 in the end of it.
0: 16 will hit, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then deals... Oh, max damage, so 10.
0: Oh, and with that crunch, you kind of... Clock him across the jaw, and uh, like the last sort of the last breath. Just uh, in fact, you kind of when you hit him in the jaw, and then finish up with a sort of elbow to the to the uh, to the stomach, and he just wheezes and collapses to the floor. Uh, he is still alive, but very much unconscious at this stage. Uh, you have yes, you've knocked him out. Nice.
2: Grant, okay. Brucon now turns to the the other guy, ostentatiously drops the sort the short sword, and boxers stance and pops him in the face uh, with an unarmed attack uh, as his second main attack uh so that will be a oh god garbage roll 11 um but he will uh, uh so um just a quick check. Uh, my, my understanding is that the dodge action applies to uh, ranged attacks as well as melee attacks. Am I right yep. about that or no? Yep.
0: Yeah, that's right. I believe that's right.
2: Okay. Um... And... I've taken the other guy out. Brucon's going to use a bonus. He's not going to spend any more key points. He's just going to use a bonus action to make another attack on this dude. Natural 20.
0: Uh, Natural 20. Wow. Okay. Yes.
2: Oh. Nice. So... On the off chance this happens to roll insanely well and and deal lethal damage, Brucon will again be pulling his punches. Um, so we'll say that the, the the first one was a sort of shadow shadowboxing um, kind of a fe- uh, you know a feint, uh, and then as the kobold kind of goes, oh, actually maybe I've got a bit of a chance here. Brucon just clocks him directly in the solar plexus for a grand total of uh, twelve damage.
0: Ooh, uh yeah, he looks he reels from that hit, but he's still up.
2: Okay, and that's Brucon's turn.
0: Well, well, yes. He's he's punch drunk, but he's still up. Uh, great. Uh, so then it's Seth. Sorry. So yeah, finally, James, do do your thing. Was it Hex you wanted to do as a bonus action on one of these guys up here? Hex uh, Hexblade's
4: curse on Hexblade's curse. one of the one of the guys up there, and then I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast at the one I Hexed
0: sure we'll go for the sake of argument we'll go the one closest to camera so uh, yep yeah great uh, fire your eldritch oh. blast
4: I've forgotten what my modifier is that I rolled
0: an eight uh, so is it roll? it's gonna be it's it's charisma so it's I think it's uh, charisma so it's gonna be plus, uh, plus six, I think. seven 15 oh plus seven oh yes because of your medallion yes uh, uh, 15 15 is what you need so you hit
4: Boom. And damage D10. Uh, that is
0: 4 damage total. Oh, Okay. You, yep, he takes 4 four damage. Remind me um, what Hexblade's Curse does.
4: Uh, adds my... Uh, means I can crit on a 19. 19 or 20. I get some health back if he dies and he takes 3 extra damage.
0: Right. So you only got a one for the damage. Um, uh, unfortunate. But still, cool. He's first, yeah. second, four damage. Second, yep.
4: second attack,
0: seventeen. Second blast also hits. yeah And that ah uh,
4: a nine. So twelve damage total.
0: So yeah. Uh. So with those two blasts, the first one barely t- barely touches him, and he sort of goes to lava. Laugh. <laughs> The second one hits it, uh, and cuts short his his laughter. However, doesn't seem to be dead, but certainly winded by uh, by that forceful attack. Uh, as the um, as that blackened kind of icker flies out from you towards the uh, creature, um, yeah, still up, but certainly disconcerted by that effort. Are you moving at all?
4: Uh, if I move closer to Mala, uh, will it affect my? easy to see, like,
0: uh, the rooftops. If you move into the alley, yeah, it's going to be difficult to get a clear line of sight on the guys you're shooting at. Um, unless they uh, I'll, I'll move closer to Malar, but not enough that I've lost line of sight on the people on the roofs. Sounds good. You also don't want to go in that fire either that's, that's catching uh, where Malar is, so that seems like a good, good idea to stay yeah. right about there. Cool. Um, so at the end of your turn, then it is the turn of... Our, uh, our friend, the kobold sorcerer type, uh, on the other roof, who, um, yeah, yes. It... This guy so, hasn't
2: really a... done the kinds of things that would be required to call him our friend, but go for it. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, perha- yes but perhaps not your friend, but as the DM, uh, he's, he's yep. kind of my friend, currently. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, he, he tried that. He's going to try something new this time. And seeing what's going on on uh, on the roof with Brucon, he can see that uh, the tide is turning on the right-hand roof. So uh, he pulls forth he, he pulls forth a small diamond and points it towards uh, points it towards uh, our, our friend Brucon uh, on the roof there. And from it, you hear a you hear a and uh, suddenly lightning scotches out from uh, the Th- from the diamond towards Brucon, uh, he's making an attack. It's a spell attack. Oh, I'm glad I bigged it up because I believe an eight- an eighteen is going to hit.
2: Eighteen is going to hit. That's right.
0: Uh, with that chromatic orb streaking towards. You. Uh,
2: Hey, Chromatic Orb! I like being hit with Chromatic Orb. It's one of my favourite spells in all of Mm -hmm. D&D.
0: I just love the versatility of it, but obviously... Exactly. ...the diamond. Uh, So, uh, those of you who watch the cage will know that uh, Crapsicus also has Chromatic Orb and sometimes uses it um, (laughs) to to good effect, other times not so much. Uh, From this one, you take... Oh wow. I rolled really well. 17 points of lightning damage.
2: Okay, um, that- Brucon, now, DM... So, deflect missiles. You can use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile when you are hit by a ranged weapon attack. Not a weapon Does attack. Does that... A spell attack, unfortunately. It's not a weapon attack. Okay, fine. Uh, so, 17 damage was that.
0: Yes, uh, and in case in case anyone in the chat or whoever was wondering, uh, that was a straight roll because the other kobold um, is... Uh, is Offering pack tactics to the um, to the to the uh, to the other guy shooting across, as he has advantage on attack rolls. but at he's one. I didn't. Point uh, point. I
2: didn't dodge. Brucon didn't dodge in the end. Oh, you didn't dodge. Oh, never mind then. No.
0: In which case, I I should roll again, shouldn't I? So roll again in case Did. you get a crit. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Didn't get a crit. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. No worries. Uh, Great. Okay. So... I did. I
2: did think about dodging, but decided in the end. Prob- the the main the main the main advantage of doing it was it would have increased the likelihood of my being able to redirect a missed melee attack into the face of the other guy. But I knocked ah, yeah, him out yeah. anyway. So.
0: Ah, fair enough then. Um, and you've got to conserve some of those key points, I guess. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, cool. So he that's what he does on his turn. He then sort of backs away a little bit onto the, another corner of his roof. That's the end of his turn. Next. Next is Neris, who is currently at the back and turns to from Seth to Leobrin and says, Shall I just set him on fire already?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah? Do you, is, is Malar on fire?
2: He's a little on fire, I think. He's, he is it's, a little bit um... on fire.
4: Do you want to put Malar out?
2: <laughs> no. Since since when has Neris been in the business of putting, putting fires out? Fires. <laughs> she, she she doesn't hate
0: Malar though. Actually she does have a and little soft put... spot for Malar, and I'll tell you what i tell, tell you what she's before. gonna do with her turn. I'll tell you what Neris is gonna do and I'm sorry, Marta, if you're watching this and going, You're not playing what my character would do. But I feel like I feel like Nerys would, and she hasn't done it for a while, we'll use her action to use controlled flames, and we'll do mm. that. To try and lower the flames in that area where Malar is, to try and help them. Uh, I think that makes sense for her action. I'm just going to double check what area. Ooh. I think it's a five-foot cube. It covers.
2: You inter- I've just seen. I've just seen what spell Marta took at, um, as her fourth-level spell. It is a, not what I expected. Oh. Cool choice, though.
0: I've just seen that too, and I like yeah. it. Yeah, that will be revealed I'm later. Not... Um, I... However, uh, those of you who are watching live on Twitch, you can use our D and D Beyond extension uh, so that you can see everyone's uh, character sheets. So you will be able to see Neris's fourth-level spell. Uh, for yourself right now if if it does pique your interest Uh, however so she's going to use control flames specifically uh, she's going to extinguish the flames in the five foot square that Malar is in so she's going to put out any fire on Malar as her action I think especially as she's not here that kind of utility effect seems like a good one for her to do uh, for this round so that is her action that's her turn I, I was going to list the
4: times that she's put out fire and I was like no she did it in the cave and I was like no way I was controlling her but she did <laughs> it in the other fight and I was like no Jack was controlling her <laughs> yeah. and I'm like was, I, I know there was a time that yeah. she did it
2: it so, must yeah. have been
0: one. Quite
2: Neris puts fires out Marta does not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, 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 so quite contrarily, um, Ner- when you say, "Do you not want to put out the fire?" Neres goes, "No," and then puts out the fire on on man. <laughs> Uh All right. So, Leo, it's now your turn.
3: All right. So, numbers-wise, there's some up top and then some. I... Yes, you can,
0: you can. You spot. Um, you've got a clear line of sight on uh, two of them at the front you know that there's a third one who's been throwing some sort of magic at the back, but due to the um, his lack of height and the fact that he's moved back, he's got half cover currently from, from you, but you can just about see him.
3: Okay, and the things by Malar are not kobolds. There
0: does seem to be combatants that they're carrying. Oh, those, okay. They are kobolds but they're carrying.
3: Gotcha. Right, okay. Um, I, think, uh, I think we should just... Um... Yep, uh, gonna gonna major image a dragon.
0: I Think. What kind of what kind of dragon? What do you want it to look like?
3: No. I'm gonna major image a gold dragon.
0: Ooh. Okay. And whereabouts do you want this dragon, dragon to uh, manifest?
3: Um, you know, this is in a this is in a town. Let me just see. Can I make it move? Uh, Okay, so I can't make it move on like it's, I can't make it move like somewhere else initially I don't think Um. So I will make it appear uh, on like a building behind the, the rooftop kobolds um it's the flat at the so that's that, yes, the scenery yeah so so that they so that they're not looking the direction that i'm manifesting a dragon okay um uh, but it will make uh dragon noises etc etc Seems completely uh, real including sound smells and temperature appropriate to the thing depicted love it uh, uh and then I'll go, oh, look, a dragon.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I think you need to move forward so that everyone can see you. And as you point over, oh, look, a dragon. And then you <laughs> So uh, the three of them cowering on the floor, like, kind of peek behind them. We go, Ah! So that, like this massive gold dragon appears out of the wall behind them, snarling, breathing fire, the rest of it. Um, I'm going to make them make morale checks, for so those of, who aren't already surrendering. Oh wow! Oh my god! <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's uh, that's very interesting. Okay. Uh, so that happens. Uh, some of them look terrified. Uh, some of them look like they may have shat themselves. It's uh, it's a it's a very scary uh, image of this gold dragon. Even Seth and Neris and Mallar are all a bit taken by surprise by this sudden appearance of the dragon. Until they go, oh, hang on, the Oberon said it. He's done this before because you've done it. You did it at the Eerie. You made a dragon. So the party are not that are not as scared, or at least not for as long. Okay, I love it. Um... I've made the morale checks, but you will see We'll see how that plays out on their next turn in the order. But you've done that. Is there anything else you no. want to do with your turn? Uh, I've done an action. I've done a move. That is the full I've, I've range done of a turn. things.
3: I've done a turn. I have created uh, the image of a dragon in a country that worships dragons. Everything's fine. <laughs>
0: A dragon in there now. Lovely. Thank you very much. You're well, quite welcome, thank you, for bringing the dragon back. It's, this really is a festive treat. Alright, speaking of festive treats, there was another shameless plug I completely forgot about, but I will mention it at the end of today's stream, which will probably be just after this combat. Alright, so, um... So that's Leo's turn. Then it's Malar. Malar, you would have taken fire damage, but Neris says, oh so kindly put out the fire around you. However, the rest of the fire still exists in the other squares. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't don't move around in there. What do you want to do?
1: I, 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 here's what I want to do and how you want to manage it, or if it's even possible, that's your call. Okay. Uh, I just want to put my, my head down and then I want to run. Directly in front of me, just uh, through, the the dragon, through the cobble. Through the cobalt Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, for this, make an athletics check. I'll treat this just as uh, as movement for now. Um, unless you do anything more significant, I don't think it needs an
1: action. It's uh, it's eighteen on the check.
0: Eighteen. All right. You bow your head down. You charge you bowl critter out of the way as you
1: charge oh no, no leo dragon. oh uh-huh, no. Brugon! oh
0: no oh no i'm, I'm on a bit of a camber here uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're I, also I some everyone. distance from your mic sorry everyone <laughs> yes, i forget I forget every time i move it's a it's an oh it's a unidirectional mic i, I cannot move away from this microphone right anyway um yes so you do that you charge through into the into the dragon's maw charge into it you keep running and you you obviously know this is an illusion so you haven't just been swallowed by a dragon uh yes you're now further down the alleyway and you can see that at either end there are further sort of little side paths going left and right if you wanted to you know try and run out of this particular alleyway it's not a dead end uh
1: i can't can i see any of the rooftop kobolds from where i am No,
0: you have not got a good line of sight. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, You would be able to see
1: the one that Brucon's fighting, actually.
0: It does have half cover, but you'd be able to see it.
1: Yeah, go on then. I'll toss a... um, I'll I'll toss a... Told told the Dead, yeah. Told the Dead. Uh, So that is a wisdom save, please. Wisdom save. DC 15.
0: Um, I ha- it's got a 17 on the dice, but they're not particularly wise. So 16 passes.
1: Yep, okay, fine. Uh, that's it. I'm, I'll, I'll. Yeah, I'm done.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, you're out of the fire, which is a good start. Right, uh, it's then the kobold's turn. Uh, so, the one that Brucon's fighting, that uh, was fighting, that uh, stabbed his sword he's not stunned, is he?
2: No, I didn't. Stunning Strike, no. it. Uh So
0: he now has no sword because it's currently in Brucon, And he's now seen a, a a giant gold dragon appear. You hear him screech, Zesk! Zesk has returned! Ah! And he starts running away. He, he just flees immediately. Uh, you can make an opportunity attack if you'd like.
2: Uh, I think Brukon will allow him to get away. Okay.
0: Generous, I like it.
2: He immediately runs to the edge of the roof and then...
0: <laughs> These guys aren't, you know, out. they're not
2: monks, then... These guys aren't, like, monks, they're not, you know, uh, seriously... And like, I, I think Brucom has clocked the... You know, he was he was looking around him at the people and the and the buildings just before this, and I think he would have clocked that, you know, there's a lot of people who are hot, down on their luck uh, right now, and, and I don't think he's in a particularly murdery mood as a result.
0: That's entirely fair. Um, however, this... Uh... Uh, this kobold, uh, in his fear uh, and in his lack of sense and his low wisdom oh, score, as he goes to run off the roof, he then tries to clamber down, and you hear him slip and <laughs> fall down off the roof, and you hear a crunch as he lands on the f- lands on the street below. Apparently, he's either knocked well, himself
2: out or worse. Well, my hands are clean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, you didn't
0: cause his death.
2: <laughs> also, uh, on a more practical level, uh, Brucon, the d- d- opportunity attack your reaction, or oh, no? Yes. Yeah, I thought they did. So Brucon is uh, n- not unhappy to still have his reaction available to use.
0: Uh, these two who had uh, pushed down the um, pushed down the crates, and one of which had been blasted terribly by uh, Seth's eldritch blast, is equally. Done with this shit, uh, seeing the uh, the dragon appearing, uh drops his drops his short bow and goes, eh, to, he- to hell with all of you and just runs towards the end of the roof. He's gonna try and climb but oh my god, he falls off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh no
2: Again it's keystone I- cop's home. It's you know,
4: how did they get on the roof?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems that in their haste they're not uh, to get off the roof, they are um, not being as dexterous as they normally would be. Uh, you hear another cr- <laughs> another crunch as that one falls off the roof. <laughs> They're not having a good time of it. The other two, however, the other one uh, that's left, however, is now on his own um, and sort of shouts down to the three in the streets: "What are you doing, you morons? Get out of here!" Uh, obviously, only Neris and Malar would understand this. It's intraconic. Um, uh, however. Um, the ones running away screaming were screaming in common. Uh, that one uh, who was shouting orders then draws another arrow and takes a shot. Um, this time, uh, yeah, this time it would be it would be at Brucon. Uh, that's where fo- fire seems to be focused. Um, that's a twenty-one to hit. Uh so oh, cool. Through- so, on you take five points of piercing damage, but this no. is a ranged weapon attack. So you can now use yeah. your reaction to do deflect missile. I,
2: I legit don't need... I, I, I do that, but I don't need to roll anything if he does five damage. I automatically reduce it by uh, more That's than would be like, needed. It's like your dex modifier plus a d10 or something, isn't it? It's uh, um, your dex modifier plus your class level. So oh. the bonus the bonus to the d10 is plus 11.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, you just so he he's like yeah uh, yeah he sh- barks some orders down at the three below, takes a shot, and you instinctually just turn around and badass catch the arrow mid air.
2: Yeah, no and problem. and I'm gonna spend the key point to send it back his way.
0: Yes, yes. Deflect missile attack. Go
2: monks. Yeah. So that is a oh no yeah does not hit. Roll a three.
0: dodges out of the way but uh seems quite perturbed by that uh, he was not expecting that uh eyes go wide for the briefest of moments as the arrow goes towards him and then ducks out of the way uh that are uh, that that are uh, that be the kobolds that be Brucon is now actually your turn
2: cool Brucon is going to um move over to the uh the far uh, the, the the other end of the building that he's on uh, he's going to bonus action, uh, step of the wind, to double his jump distance. Okay. And so I've got I've I've looked it up on a jump calculator, with step of the wind active, Brucon with a ten foot run up, Brucon's long jump is twenty eight feet.
0: Yeah, That you you would actually I mean you you won't you won't need to do your longest jump because otherwise you would catapult over. The other roof, and yeah,
2: no, no, I know he's, he's not jumping, he's not jumping as far as he can, but he is jumping enough to get across. Yeah, uh, easy, that's the that's the wizard, the
4: second roof, and safely land on <laughs> yeah, a fallen yeah. kobold on the ground.
2: Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just kind of like the the world's most the epic and ridiculous <laughs> two footed stomp onto this extremely <laughs> unfortunate kobold. No, he doesn't do that. This is the sorcerer kobold in front of me, right? That's right. Cool, okay. Uh, Brucon is going to attack it. Uh, right, uh, that is a 14, which I'm pretty sure doesn't hit.
0: Unfortunately, no. 14 misses.
2: Okay. Second attack. These are all better. Ah, I missed the tray. Oh, my God. That's better. 17. That does hit. Yeah. Uh, another key point to uh, Stunning Strike. And he takes... Ten damage. Woo!
0: Ten damage. Nice. It looks a little.
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah, harder. it they they take ten damage and uh, must yes. pass a DC fourteen Constitution. You can constitution. tell
0: when you hit it with the, uh, the damage from the sort of the lower register of, of the voice. You would surmise it, it might be male. male. Yeah, Yeah, it might be male. Yes. Uh, cool. All right. It's, uh, so that's your turn. Um, yeah, it, uh, did it, as well, right? has
2: it taken the saving throw for the stunning strike
0: oh I'm so sorry yes uh, it has and it's it's got an 18 it passed ok yep uh, and that's your turn right is that, that's both attacks
2: that is, uh, yeah and the bonus action step of the wind of the was the bonus action to get across yep. so yep
0: next is uh, Seth so Seth you know that there is one still standing who just took a shot at Bruchon and then humiliatingly missed and then had it thrown back at him uh, and Brucon is now fighting uh, another kobold, which is not as visible to you, but I'm just about see uh, if you in the Leo
4: is the one that's fighting. The one that took a shot at Brucon. Yep. Can I um, pull out my crossbow? Yep. And I'm going to use a bonus action to use my steady aim, so I can't move on this turn, but it gives me advantage on the attack.
0: Ah, yes. Steady aim. Yes, of course. Yeah, go for it. Yes, that's the um, the Tasha's Cauldron of Everything uh, optional rogue feature. I think you get at level three? Does that know that?
4: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you get
0: at level three, I think. Nice. Cool. So that's uh, all right. 19,
4: 5, and a 12. So 19
0: oh. plus crossbow. Plus, plus change. Yeah, that definitely hits.
4: Cool. Uh... God, what my crossbow damage is.
0: There is uh, just to note that, 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 as far as I'm aware, there is no way to non-lethal with a crossbow bolt. <laughs> he, 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 hey, there's a dragon, and he still fired at Brucon.
4: He's his yeah, trust.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm just, yep, that's fine. Just as long as we're all on the same page.
4: <laughs> it's, it's it's also why I steady Dame, so I can add sneak attack to it, because he's not getting back up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've already conceded that he's probably very dead by <laughs> whatever damage you do here. Six, 12, uh, 18, 23. Describe to us how you kill this uh, this last remaining kobold archer. Uh, right
4: after he takes the shot at on with the Dragon still there. Crossbow out, and going to aim it so that it goes straight through his head.
0: Brain, Jim. Uh, in fact, you do it with such force that the head is removed from the rest of his body. Uh, flies off. Into Even his. better. Very slight candle on this unstable surface. All right, great. Another one bites the dust. That means that the only combatant left is the sorcerer. Um, it's now Neris's turn. I'll say, that yeah, she's still, she'll, she'll use her action again, put out another section of the fire. Um, I've been to kind of clear a path through the fire, so another control flames for her. Hello, Keyblade, thanks for joining us. Um, and then it's Leo's turn. Uh yes,
3: it is indeed. Um, gonna. Well, pretty much done. Uh,
0: yeah, just the just the one uh combatant left. The um, the sorcerer. You've got the three cowering. Um, but that's it.
3: Ah, uh, do we? Do we? He's still fighting. Oh, it seems it seems a little bit outnumbered. Um. Mm. Mm, I'll just make the the dragon fly up behind Brucon and just look ominously down at the sorcerer and just, yeah just yeah I'm sure everyone can imagine what it's like to be fighting someone and then have just like a dragon <laughs> silhouetted behind them, eyes glinting at you
0: yes, good good so uh and that is my action. Yeah. Uh
3: and I don't need to move. Alright. End of turn.
0: Excellent. Love it. Um end of your turn, it is then Malar. Mm. Finishing off the order.
1: Um I would like to back up down this alleyway that i I've, I've got my back towards and I'm looking for stairs or steps that get me to the roof of this thing.
0: Yes. Well, in fact, um, behind you, down that that alleyway, you do in in fact see some crudely carved steps carved into the building. Uh, They're quite steep, but uh, and a bit small for somebody of your size. But uh, if you were careful enough, you could could clamber up. That would be fine. So it'd be um, double movement to ascend up the stairs. Uh, So it would take. It's going to take your full movement to get sort of near to to get most. To get just below the the roof.
1: Um, I'd like, I'd just like to use uh, just my movement to, to sort of progress up the stairs, yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll also slap a cure wounds on myself as well. Okay.
0: Uh, you're out of sight on camera, but you are, um, yeah. You're ascending up uh, to that roof where Brucon's fighting, and uh, do a cure wounds on yourself sounds good. Um, Turn. No bonus action. I guess.
1: no nope. no 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 I'm, I'm done
0: uh, then it would be ah he's back Brucon, it's your turn
2: to um, again putting up the dukes to uh, two hits into sorcery fellows face uh, sorcery individuals face we have another natural 20 and a 21 oh boy. Um, once again all these punches being pulled so this is plus eight uh that's uh 20 damage
0: oh wow uh describe to us how you take this guy out
2: of the fight um i mean again i think Brucon's going for uh so you know all all worth bearing in mind that um you know Brucon is using his drunken technique so there's a lot of kind of like swaying you know every time the sorcerer you know Brucon's doing a lot of kind of fake out stuff so he kind of like goes you know he, he goes for a punch and then it turns into an elbow at the last second um and then goes for a uh, a kick, and then it turns into a flying knee out of nowhere. Um, uh, uh, like knee to the knee to the head is the the final blow. Um, uh, and then Brukon lands in a cool three-point stance, Black Widow kind of head 3 backy kind of way.
0: Nice, love it. And yes, his mane of head flows back in the, in the breeze he just created. Uh, yes, so you dispatch uh, and uh, non-lethally dispatch, should I say, uh, the, uh, yep. the sorceress type of the of the kobolds, and with that, uh, it would all go quiet, except for the fact that you've got a hulking great dragon roaring and being quite scary. And as you turn around, because it's been because the dragon has now been placed behind you, Brujon. For a moment, you get a flashback of the dream you had, the vision. Of the bronze dragon that, that looked just looked into your eyes, just regarding you, and you, it—no sort of malice, no sort of aggression—just two entities recognizing each other. That's for a briefest of You you call back to that, and then and then it starts roaring, and it's ah, it's the, it's the gold dragon that's just been created by Leo. Um, and aside from that, all you guys can hear is the whimpering of the three. Kobolds of the crafty crew who are still cowering on the ground uh, in the alleyway. As, uh, as Neris busies herself putting out the rest of the, uh, the fire that's been caused, um, you've also got uh, Malar. You ascend to the top of the stairs and see Brucon do his three point tufts of uh, 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 landing after dispatching the sorcerer, and all has gone calm again.
2: Uh Brukon gestures to uh, ge- um, gestures to the sorcerer um Kobold, uh, and looks at Malar and says um this uh th- th- this um, miscreant is uh is, is still alive um I- i'm I'm think that- and there's a one over there as well um can't vouch for all the others but um I was thinking um it might be worth uh, possibly taking this individual back with us and uh, having a wee chat with them what say you
1: Oh, Mr. Brucon, that's not a bad idea at all, and I'll um, I'll start. Um, what's, what's the what is it? I'll cut, start spare the dying on the ones that are alive, or the, on the lot of them, just to make sure that they are level.
0: Sure, you can do, uh, and uh, yeah, you, you do so. Um, as you um, as you climb clamber back down the sta- uh, the stairs, Malar, you hear a kind of whimpering round corner from you. Um did you want to have a look or are you gonna ignore it?
1: <laughs> Track two 0. does does Malar, does Malar learn? I mean
0: I would I would say um. that you would I, I would say that you would recognise these uh the whimpering. It sounds like one of the Kobolds you were fighting with um in, in that last skirmish.
1: Yeah, I feel pretty confident about this, actually. I'm going to turn around and, and look at this, where this whimpering is coming from.
0: So you see um, you see down around um, the corner, a um, bit far further up, actually, from you. It's almost like a, a similar alleyway uh, to, to the other one that you've just come through. Uh, but you can see there is a kobold down there kind of nursing its uh, its legs, barely hanging on to life. It appears to have fallen off of the nearby
1: roof. Uh, and has broken its <laughs> legs uh, I will I will go over to it and I will um... <laughs> no. no please no. don't hurt me no 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 I'm not gonna hurt you but I would like a word um, <sighs> and I will give him a uh... oh wow okay. Oh, no, I've got, I've got... I'll give him a... hit. He- what I'll do is I'll sort of grab him, however, probably by the back of the neck, and I'll pop out a healing word on him.
0: So as you kind of pull him up by the, the scruff, you hear the, uh, the cracking of the legs as you pull him up, like,
1: Oh, oh I'm you sorry. Heal, oh,
0: no. Word. Oh. <laughs> as, you, as you mutter the, the healing words of Festir, uh the god of plenty... Uh, you rejuvenate life back into uh this cobalt and you like here as the legs start cracking kind of back into position.
1: But uh I would uh I'm gonna fix your friends as well, but I wanna have a, a stern talking with you, mister Uh
0: okay, okay. I just wanna highlight in the chat that uh Keyblade, hi Key, um went full Seth, uh on uh, or Neris even on this uh on this uh no sympathy tie him down and drill through his kneecaps that'll get him i mean that's
4: Jeez. i mean that, that
2: that's not so much that's not so much seth or as trevor from gta 5 yeah that's, that is that, that, that is
4: full I'm, trevor right
0: I'm, there oh boy
4: i'm, I'm so, good with like half that
0: effect yeah you, you work in progress Seth. <laughs> wait are <laughs> other people like in the room because then like then that's fine <laughs> we'll see what happens to that guard captain right um so uh, uh so yes malar you you um want to have a, w- a word with him and he's like yeah he kind of looks dumbfounded down at his legs eh, yes holy man yes yes i will do what what do you want yes what 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 do you want still speaking in draconic oh. of course but you have tongues
1: yeah i i i, I make sure he's not got any weapons and then i just slap him over the back of my shoulder firm grip on him and then i head back to Brucon. yeah you Brucon by the way the has um Shorts deactivated the boots of speed
0: yep makes sense Okie dokie, and, and uh, have you climbed down oh, no! as well, Brucon, taking this sorcerer with you?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, th- I think Brucon would just toss the cobalt over his shoulder and then just jump off the roof, and, jump float off the roof and float
0: down. Float down, yeah, because because he's got the ring of feather falling. It makes total sense, yeah. So, uh, so you now have two. Uh, dr- well, you pointed towards the third one as well. So I'd say that you know, if the others w- uh, cooperate, you could yeah, over the next minute or so, uh, gather up. Uh, the uh your cobalt charges so you have the three who are unconscious well two that's unconscious one that's over Mallar's shoulder that's now recently had its legs fixed and the three Komodo critter and Kevin uh who were just cowering uh in the in the alley uh, they are uh they are all your charge you have six kobolds where are you going what are you doing
2: that's the bronze allergy
0: yeah. Back to bronze allergy. Sounds good with your six cobalt charges. And you, uh, as you exit the alleyway you start hearing one, then two, and then a, a whole host of people applauding you. Uh, the pit champions have done it again! They have thwarted the crafty crew! Yes!
1: <laughs> Woo! Lots of... These guys weren't a legitimate problem, were they?
0: I mean, you don't you have heard of the crafty crew they've been mentioned as a problem um I mean, but this is not they same, this, is Magic, all of them. this is some of them smile and wave fella. smile and wave <laughs>
5: they,
3: they've been
0: mentioned <laughs> enough that it seems like that there are a, ra- a rather large host uh the crafty crew this may just be a small contingent of them but nevertheless you've done a good thing <laughs> here you guys uh as your six prisoners your heroes this is probably doing sorts for Leo's mission, right?
3: Oh yeah, and we've definitely not angered a local gang.
0: Definitely not angered the local gang. Definitely not, uh, yes.
4: But It's so much easier once you've angered them. They come to you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so full of, full of cheer, you head towards Bronze Allergy to celebrate your victory and then to plan your next steps in the investigation and who knows maybe um, these kobolds could be useful.
2: Just just before you say whatever else it was you were about to say, um, Jack, uh, one other thing. Um, while Brucon is floating down off the roof, he will quickly go through the, this Cobalt's pockets in case he happens to have any narcotics on him. <laughs> oh, sorry, the, the, it. But yeah, but ah, quick, yes. quick, uh, good, 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 quick good, good pat down.
0: Hand check. You have a quick uh, hand check. Yeah, let's
4: rob the kobolds. I like What's the rest of them got? Let's rob the robbers. Not <laughs> again, right?
0: 23. You do find a one. Uh, uh, you find one rolled up, pristinely kept. Um, cigarettes I guess of, of cigar should I say of nation's favorites you can smell instantly that that potent uh narcotic yeah, yeah. this, this is the same stuff same that they were this
2: is the same stuff that they were um yeah yeah
0: yeah that the deal was going so down with that you recognized yes yes you have some nation's favorites uh yeah you have yes one, one joint of nation's favorites there you are um uh, can okay, we have
4: so I... a cobods for like weapons and such like that
0: Yeah, they all have um, Those who didn't drop them would have short swords and short bows uh, And daggers Yeah, taking all their weapons Away from them Are are you going to carry the weapons, Seth? Or are you just going to dispense them?
4: I don't feel like We should be leaving weapons
0: on the street
4: Like, this seems Counterintuitive of the heroes
0: you, do, uh, you, yeah, would help, you would see um, after a little while, uh, as you head back to Bronze Allergy, you would see uh, one of the uh, one of the city guard. Um, you could hand them over to the city guard if you wanted to. City guard's just doing his doing his round. It's like ah,
4: oh, here are six short swords, some uh, crossbows, weapons from
0: the street that we've collected. <laughs> it's just look, look, looks that you're like, oh, oh, uh, no. <laughs> mutters something in draconic. Uh, can, I, can I keep one of the uh, daggers? Okay, so you give all the weapons to him, and then like on the top there's a dagger, you just go, no, just have that. And he just kind of <laughs> looks... The- he just kind of looks a little incredulous and then just shrugs and <laughs> starts heading off with these weapons to who knows where. Um, but anyway, um, so this happens, and uh, as you're heading back to Bronze Allergy, Malar, your thoughts turn to... Festir, because it felt like he really was with you um, for a moment, and it felt like he was deceiving you at first in the sense that, you know, you wanted to do a good deed and help somebody less fortunate than yourself with the abundance that you have as, you know, you follow the God of Plenty. But you did manage to help somebody in need in the end, it just wasn't the source that you thought it was going to be with a kobold with broken legs uh, that you managed to heal through Festir's magic. And among those thoughts of Festir, where we're going to leave things with the campaign for today uh, until next year. However, Festir is very prominent in our special festive uh, one-shot that will be next week, because I forgot to announce at the beginning of the stream...
5: Shameless Shameless plug! plug.
0: We're having a Very very Many Lands Festmus. That's this time next week. It'll be from 7pm, starting a little bit earlier because it's going to be a one-shot. Uh, 7 p.m. here on the channel. Um, it's still within the Many Lands campaign, however, it is with totally new characters for this one-shot. Uh, in fact, shall I read the uh, the little primer that I, ga- I sent to you guys? I think that's probably go for it. Yeah, you are. I
2: mean, maybe not maybe not the entire thing, but the but the, yeah. the blurb for sure. The,
0: the, the blurb, of course. The the, the most important points uh, from it. Ah, great. I moved it and now can't open it. One second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's live streaming, everybody. <laughs> this, this is where these things come up. I live streamed once.
2: I had a, one, I had a
0: quest that I created. Uh, yes. Uh... Where have I put it? Ah! Uh... I tell you what, I've got it on Discord. or open it there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll pull it up on Discord if it's not. Yes, I sent it to you guys and it was in... There it is, got it. Technical
4: organization.
0: I got it, thank you guys. Far Mm -hmm. to the north, the Great Ice Reef, which is noted on our map that you can see. uh, Actually, you can't see it on the map behind me, it's too far north, but it is on the full map of the many lands, which you can see on our World Anvil page. Shameless plug there. Anyway... Far to the north, the great ice wreath is virtually uninhabitable. So much so that no map has been charted the land beyond, no knowledge existing of what lies in the frozen wastes. What a perfect place for Festir's little helpers to dwell. Granted protection from the icy elements by Sparks Light, for the Goddess of Renewal, recognize the inherent goodness that comes from the merry act of anonymous gift giving. Festier's helpers have lived an isolated but nonetheless merry life in their log cabin enclave, taking great pleasure in making gifts, drinking eggnog, and eating various roasts, for root vegetables and some animals can still be hunted and gathered in the far north, and the enclave also comes with a hen house. This culminates in Festir's chosen helpers delivering presents to all the good and godly in the many lands on the night before Festmus in Festir's Pegasi-led flying chariot. This year started like any other for, uh, for Festir's helpers, all building towards that cheery day in the middle of winter. With three days to go, the helpers have a problem. Festir's Pegasi have gone missing. With the clock ticking, will the Manylands have a Festmus at all? Only if a little group of helpers can be a big help. Uh, so that, that, is, uh, that sets us up for a Very Many Lands Festmas next week, which uh, I hope uh, those of you who can make it um, out of the players will join me for. Um, I look forward to seeing your little uh, your creations, your characters, because um, it turns out that Festias helpers are not just little. They come in many shapes and sizes. So we shall see uh, what you come up with uh, for that little adventure. And uh, for those of you who like your little tie-ins and callbacks, uh, there will be some little little tidbits of lore and stuff that connects to the main campaign within that one shot as well So there'll be some flavor in there because it is part of the same world um so it should be good fun i'm really looking forward to it uh, and really change things up so we have a bit more another land in the many lands campaign explored uh so join us for that that'll be thursday next week from uh, uh from 7 p.m come join us for that if you can make it i hope you can Uh, And if not, have a great festive period, whatever you're up to, whatever holidays you're celebrating, the holiday season. I hope you have a great time Uh, and we will see you in the new year in that case, if that is the case, uh, where we will pick up the campaign in January. Uh, Keep your eyes on our social media for which date we will be back? Because I'll need to liaise with the team to work out when we're all available again to uh, jump back in with... Uh, The Many Lands campaign And whatever the heck You're going to do With your six Cobalt charges Anyway uh, Until then Guys Thank you so much For playing Uh, Not just tonight But this year as well It's been great fun Uh, And a great bit Of stability That perhaps We haven't had (laughs) Outside of this In a lot of stuff That's going on In the world At the moment So yeah Thank you so much For playing Uh, And thank you At home For tuning in And watching And joining us uh, Live and on demand on YouTube. Until next time, stay safe. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Merry holidays, everybody.
0: Thank you for choosing the Manylands campaign here on the Slice and Dice podcast. We live stream the campaign fortnightly, Wednesdays from 7 pm GMT, only on our Twitch channel. Show your support and subscribe today. That's twitch.tv slash d 6 You can also catch up at your convenience via our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay safe.